Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You've turned in, tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, here to rip shit up again and wondering where the fucking music just went. <laughs> Let me see. Why is this not? What? Oh, uh, I, he, I, uh, huh, huh, he, oh I know why. All right. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a a tribe called Red. A tribe called Red. A tribe called Red. Right. This is American Indian music. Come I like on, this, man. This shit deep. Come on. Yeah. We are coming for that fly on Pence's head. <laughs> yeah. We're inducting uh, Senator Harris. Vice President Harris into the tribe, honorary <laughs> warrior. You know, a lot yeah. of women, there were women chiefs in various tribes. You know that, right? Yes. You know that some of the women chiefs led men to battle against the government. I know that happened in Chiapas, too. That's right. What you got to say? Oh, wait, we haven't even introduced our special guest yes. yet. All right, who else do we got? Nice. And... On sound, oh, Mr. Blue Eyes himself. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Lewis. Ooh. Certified. We just scalped our enemy. This dude, boy. He's something else. Engineer. For the hard. We just uh, let me tell you a little something about you. Let's go cruising Man, he's a cold dude right here, man. He's a cold-ass producer yes. that we got here. Man, you just changed the whole uh, tone everything, yeah. man. My name is oh. Old Blue Eyes. Yeah. I can only tell true lies. Don't come at me otherwise. Because I might make you cry. With the... Size. Yeah, like Pence Kid with the fruit fly. Dude, that was a big fucking, that was a giant house fly that was on. Horse fly. Let me, you know what? Uh, well, let's introduce the next guest yes. now, before we get into Coming that. all the ways from the west side of Los Angeles. West side. West side. I got blood. blood. My seeds coming Seed. through the door today. Coming through I want to welcome, yeah, uh, to me, the most important woman on, in my life oh. on the planet. To me, yeah, is my angel, my daughter, uh, Miss Sophia Luciano, aka Bird. Bird. Welcome to the show, darling. Bird. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. I am blessed here today, man. Ah. I'm looking so yeah. forward. Look at Good. her. She's 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 smiling. Yeah. 
She feels, um, I can tell she feels very good about being here. Yes. And being your progeny yes. and hearing how much you love her. Oh. Uh, he's yeah. proud Angel. of you. He talks about you all the time, Bert. I know. <laughs> how do you know? Why? <laughs> Because he tells me it a lot, too, whenever I see him. And on Instagram, he likes to post things. I like yeah. to brag a lot. What is yes. it about her the most? Like, I know that you can't pick one thing, but what are some of the highlights of the brags that you give? The humble brags. Come on. I just feel like some of us are on this. I think that some of us are on this planet, and we kind of like, whatever we see, we go, we either go get or go do. Like, there's no real, like idea or concept that there's anything stopping me or between me and kind of doing what I'm going to do on this planet. She's and I feel like my daughter is one of those people. She's been, um, you know, she at, at, at stages in her life, she at, I'm sure I would speak for my daughter in, in saying that there was probably points in time like that she had to make sure that she was all right and she had to make sure shit got done. Um, because maybe somebody like her father couldn't show up, you know, she had to make sure it was going to get done. And that built, you know, not for the right reasons, but as a byproduct of something like that, my daughter's like, get shit done. Like I have no room. Like when I want to turn and think about fucking working and getting some shit done, I think about my daughter, man. She's like the example to me. And it's like, that's what I respect about my daughter. Like that. There's nothing that she can't do. Uh, so not just for her. Like I'm staying close to my daughter. If I want something really handled, I'd come. To, I know she's in the. I just know that she has that. She holds the keys, man. So I'm very proud of her, and she's just her strengths, her courage, and her wisdom. And you know, she's. Hey, she just that's my girl, and she's and she fucking stands up, and she has fucking humanity, and I've been a success if I were to die tomorrow. Because my daughter walks around with a, with a huge amount of humanity and concern uh, about this planet and the people and things on this planet. Hey, and that's hey. what I love about my daughter. Plus, she's gorgeous. Hey, thunder no. only happens when it's raining, Barry. Now, that was a big roll-up. But you guys, that's my daughter. So I get to do that. Yeah. And it is the hard luck show last time I checked. Yeah, that's right. No, I, and the only reason why I wanted to go to is I didn't want her to forget. I saw your face do about 15 different motions, Bert. Because he just made me sound like Gandhi. <laughs> well, you are my little Gandhi. Right. Isn't it? Wasn't it Bird Gandhi? Luciano? Isn't that your name? I don't know. Unless he changed it. No. <laughs> So, um, you heard how your father on an international stage wants everyone to understand what he really feels for you. Tell everyone what it feels like for a, a daughter who's achieved, right? You're a teacher. You're, you've studied. Trying at, to be, yeah. You've studied, right? You passed all mm -hmm. those. Uh, you got yep. your diplomas and all those things, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, how to tell people? How does it feel to have your father tell you like that? in front of you about how he feels about you? I mean, it feels good. I feel like we, our relationship's a long time coming, but he's always been the type of dad who's said things like that. You know, like he wants me to know those things because he believes them, or at right. least I believe he does. Right. But when, uh, well, you said the relationship's a long time coming. What's the reason for that? What are you saying? Um, We had a break well i had to take a break from my father right for about 
what four yeah almost five years um and then in the last like three uh, yeah three years ago right or no, like two years ago. two years ago we started emailing a back and forth and then when i got back from college we started seeing each other um but yeah we just took a, a long break because i chose to take a break what um, was the reason that you needed a break his addiction it was like affecting my life and it was something that was like a constant thought that was maybe interrupting the things that i wanted to focus on or the people that i wanted to rely on so i chose to take a step back from our relationship and kind of just uh, stick with the people that were adding only positive things to my life. Man, Steve. <laughs> so that to me sounds like a healthy choice thing for somebody to do, right? I, I mean, it was hard. I didn't know him. we were going right into this. Thing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know we were. I didn't need, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I was just the last thing I expected. <laughs> I, I, you know, man, I, but we've, we've talked, I've talked about this without your presence on the podcast right yeah yeah a few times yeah and um and you the know the mailman just came in <laughs> hey mailman what's up mailman great hair day I you're having a good hair day you. bro i appreciate yeah. you yeah. good shit that guy's don't let got incredible Trump, hair don't, hey mr mailman yeah. can you come in here real quick sorry i hate to interrupt the emotions <laughs> yeah hey uh mr mailman has trump tried to break the machines uh in your office or anything no Good. We're up and running. You're up and good. running. So mail-in <laughs> voting's good? Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, right. we got it from the U.S. mail. Yeah, the U.S. mail. It's got a package. Yeah. Anything you want the American people to know? Okay, no. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay. We're good. Okay. Good to know. So, all right. So, back to the emotions. You were... Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we talked was, about... Uh, yeah, we've talked about it on the show before, and, it, and uh, absolutely, like... I don't know if you just. I don't know if you decide to go down that road or if you go down that road by don't. You, however, it is, man. These are the types of uh, consequences that can happen for a guy like me, yeah, who has a beautiful life and beautiful kids and responsibilities and and a lot of things. And um, and when you don't show up for those things, um, a lot of times they don't just sit where they're at waiting for you to figure it out. You know, the thing for me is is that when I'm listening to the both of you, and I've listened to you talk about that aspect, and then I listen to what she said just now, right? I don't necessarily think about, it's a part of it, about whatever it was that, you know, was going on at that time. But what I am thinking about is that your daughter, uh, Bird, how old were you when you made this decision? 16. So think yeah. about this, okay? She's 16, which to make a decision like that at 16 is very mature. Mm -hmm. Right, you would agree Absolutely. with that, right? Yeah. Then, and she said that mainly it was because she needed to focus on certain things in her life. She didn't need distractions or whatever, <clears throat> right? Yep. Okay. So, th and she said, and when she said something very important, she said, "I needed to keep people around me that were going to help me stay focused." Mm -hmm. How many people do you know aren't able to make a decision that I need to be around people that are a positive influence? Most people can't make that decision right mm -hmm. most people i mean listen i'm gonna tell you right now man like they're my daughter is really healthy minded and yes i attribute that to my daughter's own uh capabilities common sense her intelligence right and i also know that like you know if there's strong women women that i look to as like strong women that I hold up there and measure against, 
really it's <clears throat> you know um her grandmother paula who's resting in resting right now yeah or who knows well she's probably not resting right now <laughs> right. Paula she's throwing a party yeah, sending my love up there right now she's yeah. cooking some yeah um and and her mother jessica my ex-wife the one of my kids who who still today is is i i just love so much and is like one of my best friends and who i you know we have very special relationship with all due respect mm -hmm. me and her have a very special loving relationship and i i love her husband and they're just just I just love all of them. So these women, you know, helped raise my daughter. You know, she was around them, and and she got all that plus a whole nother set of all the this. You know, kind of she was walked down this road, and she really showed up. And she's a, she's a reflection of these powerful women, but now in a whole new spirit and. uh you know, she just, she, you know, she's one thing I forgot to add was if there's somebody trustworthy on the planet that I could trust with what at the most, whatever it might be, it would be Sophia. I, I would trust her. She's the most trustworthy. I would leave my children. I would leave my valuables. I would leave all the stuff that we consider so fucking important. Right. I would leave it. to. I would I would put it in, in her hands because I trust her. And I'm a motherfucking dude who. I, you ain't I, you ain't getting my trust unless you cross over a lot of bridges with me, you know what i'm saying <laughs> but yes and it's just like because she works with kids i guess we'll get to that anyways yeah. no 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 so fuck it we're right here right now sophia mm -hmm. bird um uh, gandhi <laughs> what uh i want to say something else you know by, by my daughter doing what having these healthy boundaries and doing i mean i nobody wanted this i know my daughter didn't want to have to i got no i didn't want it but this this is how it went down it went down by somebody being the adult somebody being the parent some or not the parent but somebody being the adult and somebody with a clear head and healthy making a decision that needed to be made i was obviously incapable of making this at that point in time i was capable of it but I was incapable of pulling myself out of addiction to rise to the level, and my daughter did. And what that does is like, that has a ripple effect, and that's volume, because it, it's happening in action. It's not somebody telling you something, it's somebody doing it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gets me on that. And what that did was kind of set kind of the bar mm -hmm. from the beginning of how I'm gonna have to operate with this person, my daughter, you know? Right, can't fuck around. Yeah, pretty much. And so that goes through a whole bunch of different emotions, feelings. But today, my but today it's really my relationship with my daughter that I didn't even know I had coming. Um, she just like there's something about her breathing and living on the planet and her opinions and her feelings and, and what matters to her that resonates deep inside me daily. Like when I'm walking through life, I almost like I'll run by what would my daughter think? What would my daughter do? Right. What, what if my daughter was looking at me right now? Right. And so she kind of has helped me in one way or another. It raised me to a higher bar that I have to live up to my full potential to meet my daughter. Because if she... pushing and living at her full potential. Because if she was able to accomplish with the setbacks that were put in her life, that some people that have the same situation when she was coming up, even though she had some loving people around and you love her and all that other stuff, let's just not let's not put paint paint a turd. There was some problems too. Absolutely. Okay. And if she's able to accomplish what she's able to accomplish, 
then sure as shit, Steve Luciano should be able to accomplish what he's going to accomplish. Absolutely. All right. I, cause I, you know what? Because I'm very old school. I remember we're going to let some people talk. I'm old school <laughs> in this in this manner. Right. That I really I like believe. I, like I, lo- I really believe. This is, this is, now you can call it chauvinistic. You can call it whatever you want. Old her, passion, her, eyes, her eyes are all of a sudden like, ah, oh, shit. What's he going to say? <laughs> and Go that's ahead. that, like, my daughter on this planet, in the, in the experience she's going to have on this planet with life. When it comes to her father, yes, she just needs to know he's there. If I call him, if it, that I'm gonna sh- be there. She doesn't need to worry about what the fuck I'm doing. Right? Like, is this guy gonna kill himself? This guy going? This guy is he alive? Where is he? Like all that shit. And I really believe in the type of father that man. I just. Her, my, my kids' jobs aren't to worry about their father, and they're not right. to worry about. And and as much as I can make them not worry about anything, you wipe out school debt, perks, like help be yeah. there. That's what I feel like a father's supposed to be. And I was not meeting that criteria ever. And I want to be that man to my kids. Um, and that means you know it's like she if, she needs to live her life. And I want to. She doesn't need to be worrying. Like I'm like, I put my shit on my kids, man. And right. that, and I did, indirectly, directly put shit. I gave shit for my kids to have to be concerned with and worry about and see and witness and walk through that no kids shouldn't have to. They couldn't do their life because the fucking father's fucking. You know, we don't know if he's alive or dead. Right. So all these shit, and I just say this is like my daughter made a healthy decision to no longer go down that path with me. Whether I choose to or chose to or not, she had a path and she had a design and she had a God and she had her thing. So she made a really healthy decision. And today, because of that, you know, um, it helped me in turn to do some things in my life because uh, I can't. I've walked out of a lot of women's lives in my life, a lot. And there's one woman that I'll never, ever walk away willingly from. That's my daughter. I'll never walk away from that relationship. So I'm here with with her, and she's. I feel blessed when I say that. I feel blessed, man. I feel blessed that she has me in her life. That I'm a part of her life. That she's given me the opportunity to show up better than I was doing. And um, I'm just amazed by her so much, man. Just I'm just so impressed with her, man. Like if I can count that somebody's not that somebody's doing the right thing when no one's looking, it's my daughter. Right. So Bird. Yeah. All right. Um, first of all, can I ask, can I ask something? Yeah. Does that register to you when he says that 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 you put up the boundary to take the time out? That he's learned the lesson from that, and that makes him be a better man. Yeah, I think now where we are now, I I believe that. Do you feel That's crazy? Do you feel a little bit anxiety about believing it a hundred percent? Sure. Because with, because just with all the people in my life I care about with addiction I feel like there's just that small lingering like it, everything could change right but and not big enough where it's consuming me that I can't have a relationship now that we have you know I, I totally understand that you're put in the in, in the situation where you want to support where your father's at because yeah. he's in a good place and the exactly. relationship's good yet you also somewhere addiction's a crazy thing yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it can just flare up who knows yeah okay in view of all that, right? Mm-hmm. You, where, what university did you graduate from? 
I went to the University of Alabama. Roll Tide! Yeah! yeah. Roll I mean, this tide. dude talks about college football and that team, dang. But then he likes fucking Clemson and like LSU No, 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 LSU, I don't like Clemson. <laughs> but I love Alabama. Alabama's number one. Yeah. So you went to school in Alabama? Yeah. All right. And you grew up <laughs> in... Team. LA, Santa Monica. Right, West Side. And right? Venice. Yeah, yep. the most Santa liberal Monica. city in the country. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell me what the culture shock's like when you go from Southern California, West Side, mm-hmm. where, you know, you got Blasians and, and all kind of mixtures of people yeah. to Alabama? I think it was a really good thing for my patients, you know, because a lot of the times I had to pick and choose when I wanted to go into politics and things like that with people and when it you know and then take the time to realize oh sometimes it's just like not fucking worth it like Mm -hmm. at all to talk about but the culture shock was crazy I had no idea what I was signing up for when I signed up for that and decided to go there I didn't know how big the football was I didn't know I had never heard of Alabama football before I applied and then went got there and realized like I didn't even know about that I just know I wanted a big public university that like had sports and was big and just like a big like raw raw community because that's kind of high school I went to um but I had no idea I didn't know the football was so big I didn't know Greek life sorority like all this shit I didn't like I didn't know anything so when I got there I was I was confused I was like (laughs) did I make the wrong decision should I be here um and but then as I you know went on and I, I made some some friends not a ton there's not a lot of people that were you know like minded with me and what wait, I wait, like. wait 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 let's not be general about this let's get yeah, real yeah. yeah so when you say like minded and you say I had to choose politics what the fuck are you really talking about I mean there were just people okay well I also, racism let's just talk about racism okay but I went during the 2016 election right like i was graduating high school so i was going during the election that was my first time voting and it was the trump versus hillary and i was in alabama so it was like even more elevated than going two years earlier you know or a year after holy so so yeah the people that were racist and had racist you know values things like that that was showing that was heightened because everyone was picking sides essentially did you ever see signs or like oh trump signs all over make america great signs all over the confederate flag in every fucking boy dorm you know like shit like that without even just like a second thought like that's just like the whole like heritage over hate that was a big thing you know they're like this is where we come from this our pride like all that shit and there was a there was a song that had came out my freshman year called i forgot the song but it has the n-word in it in like the end of a chorus and it was a big thing where like every party we would go to and that song would play because everyone knew the words but like we were at parties where people are yelling all these white kids right white people at parties i'm saying because the school's like 80 to 90 percent white except for athletes essentially yeah every athletic community um were yelling the n-word during this song and so that was like a lot of like i had a couple girls that i was friends with freshman year and i was like if you see nothing wrong with this, then like we can't be friends, you know. Like if Damn! you see nothing, right? like, <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Did yeah. you actually have to have a friend that you were like on, on a lot of different areas? This person, and and maybe even in their heart, on some level, they're a good person, or they're at least medium. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right where yeah, we're yeah. going. And then did you actually have to tell that person? I can't be your friend anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes. How, so well, what was uh, Not a bunch of times, but one girl in particular, and I'm not going to like say her name right now. Not course. that I think she's like watching. It, but, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. But isn't it true that was uh, hmm. Ivanka Trump? What? <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. No, no. But I had one friend that, you know, freshman year, she was in my dorm, built, not in my, in my dorm 
like not my roommate, but in my dorm, you know, we became friends. The nicest girl, very wealthy. She brought us down to her beautiful home in Mobile, like an hour away. We went a weekend away in Fairhope. Like she had a beautiful lake house. We met her brother. Her brother also went to school there. We became friends with him. Like I'm saying good, like we were good friends at that point, right? A couple months in. And then again, we're at a party and this isn't the, like, this was like the straw that broke the camel's back. She had already like maybe said the n-word before during like a song or something and we were just no but i'm like a freshman i'm like i gotta have fucking friends like i'm not gonna turn away everyone because it was just like the too many people which you were you know, surrounded looking, right but looking yeah. back i'm like no that was fucking stupid i should have like been like red flag red flag but right anyway we're at a party song comes on she screams it and then my other friend decides to like kind of go into it with her and then she just kind of like revealed that it was like deep down her was like I don't really care. I, I like Trump. I don't like black people. Like it was just like straight up. Like it was just like that's not what I was raised around. Dang. That's not the type of people I want. To, like I don't care. I don't see anything wrong with saying the word because like that's the way that I maybe view them. You know. And so it was just like, well, that's it. We can't be friends. Did like, you actually that, say that? It was that. Well, I, I didn't say like I'm not going to be friends with you. But my my friend that I came from like high school with, we both came to Bama. She like said to her like fuck that we're not friends and i was just like i'm you know i was like i'm not hanging out with you anymore either i didn't need to say it to her at that point it was just very clear that like we're not we're all not going to be friends anymore like that just can't be the people again the people that i'm around like i just can't support someone who mm. thinks that way so um i mm. guess what i'm asking mm. you now is mm -hmm. did you like when you live in southern california you, there is racism. Yeah. Right? Everywhere. Well, wait a second. In the song, because now I hear you talking about the song, I'm thinking to myself, well, how many people have sent, like rapped songs, right? Mm -hmm. And it's got the N word in it. Yeah. And of course, it's still got A instead of ER at the end. Right. So that's okay. Which I, yeah. It what? Makes it, I just don't think that makes a big difference. Okay. It's just a bad, like, don't say it. Okay. Right? Like, it doesn't so matter wait, 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 what wait the ending but is. But can, 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 can black people say yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And in a um, song, black people can say it. Yeah. So NWA, right? So can somebody who's not black say the N-word in NWA in reference to the band? No. I don't think so. I wow. think that is... That's, that's a negative word that was used against black people in a negative way. And if they now want to reclaim it and turn it into something that's like prideful for them or or not, but just use the word what, in whatever way they see fit, fine. Like, I'm just not, that's not my place. I'm not going to say it. So what do you, like, so, okay. Coming from a white person, historically, it's always been a negative thing, right? I'm not denying that so, 100. So historically, I'm, even now. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, from <laughs> from the doing? beginning of time <laughs> to now, right? So right. like, as a white person, uh, it's not leaving my mouth, you know? Okay, great. So when you're mm -hmm. rapping, a, like, what, do you have a favorite Ice Cube song or do you have a favorite no, rap song? No, but like, I love, like, most song, music Drake. I listen to, yeah, have the N-word. Right. Like, I don't need the so what do you so, so when you're rap, do you, yeah, when you yeah, go yeah. along, when it gets to the end, you just drop it out? Yeah, I just don't say it, right? He's like, what's like, it's up? It's not that hard. If you really know a song and you like it, you know when they're going to say it and you don't say it. You right, know? right, right, right. Okay. And if you're like, not used to saying it and that's not what you say, then it's easy say, to yeah, I've never, bleep it out. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been okay with saying that word, so it's never, yeah, it's just like a common, like, oh, no, right. yeah, I'm not going to say that. Okay, that's interesting. It's I'll a trip because, uh, um, you know, on that topic, it's interesting, and we've talked about this on the show too, like, there's... And it's and it's but I know it's not politically correct, and I'm not talking about those politics. But I've seen just being around, being around a lot of different cultures, that different, different. There's there's people from the West Side area 
mm-hmm. people from the South Central area that I know very well that are Chicano. Yeah. And they use that word. And that word's used endearingly. That's mm-hmm. how people, you know? And I know that I had like some younger homies from 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 where I come from that were about like maybe, you know, eight years younger than me. And that word was a big word. And I would use that word as well because in the terms that I was using it, I was like, I don't know. I didn't look at it as it was it was it was more like um it represented like 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 a street thing, like we're, we're part of all the. I think it's to me it was like it's bigger than that. It's it's. I think that the ER is a whole different story, right? Sure. But that is like because I've always felt like we're all the same. We're all the. Oh, bad time's up. Okay, back to something. No, no. <laughs> no yeah, you, was that? that was that was me turning up the volume for a clip from Alabama at. Um, yeah, Birdie gave us uh, some um, some of the parties. Mm-hmm. She took some video of some of the parties that she was uh, at, where she had to make a determination. Like, I'm not mm-hmm, down with these mm-hmm. people. And what happened? Think. Well, uh, well, let me just play that. Clansman, the fiery cross. Right, a is cross it? on fire. Is it, is it, they are known as the, is as the flame they ignite. Right, Clansman, they were, the fiery cross. Right, isn't that from Clansman, the fiery cross? Weren't you at a party where they were burning a, a cross? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, wait a second. I might have something here. Uh, we'll find out. Okay, isn't this one of the guys in your dorm? Listen, yeah, Alabama. Young. Alabama. Here we go. He may be dumb too. I don't know, but we'll find out. I'm realizing how nervous the clan are about their public image. Isn't that a school project you did? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but what I what I was trying to get to, well, the, and and I kind it's of crazy. I I, I agree just saying with you, that because Steve. I, I agree with you. I I understand where she's coming from because it's saying it's perpetuating something, right? That's, and I get that. And uh, but specifically and I, coming from the mouth of a white person, I'm not going to speak on like Mexican culture or other minority groups. Like I, right, you know, right, I don't right, know. right, 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 that, right, right. You know, like I'm right, just saying, right, yeah, as a white person, that's all. Yeah, you know? and, and you're, and especially. Not especially anything. It could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. But we're also talking about Alabama. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And or it's heightened. Everything's heightened. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. <clears throat> um, so b- where I was going with that, though, mm-hmm. which is is interesting, is that you uh, being from Southern California and then going there, did you real? Did you have like, wow, I didn't realize it was really this racist? Yeah. Because I thought also in my head, I'm like, generally speaking, when you're on a college campus, and now my idea has shifted about what I'm going to say, is that when you're on a campus, it tends to be more liberal because it's a place of education. It's a place where people go to seek more knowledge. And when you have more knowledge, you tend to not agree with these ways of mm-hmm. thinking because it's not very logical. And if you have knowledge, you realize that it's kind of idiotic to think these ways. So on college campuses with professors and law students and those type of things, I thought that it was going to be a little more, not liberal, but a little more democratic than... Like integrated. Right. Right. Um, And it turned out it wasn't that way. And then I see that there's a lot of schools in the Midwest and the South that that's just not the case, regardless of it being an institution of, you know, education and learning. It's... What generation are you? Do you re- do you represent? Are you Generation Z or Millennial? I am, don't think I'm a Millennial. I don't know, and I don't really like identify as any of them. But of like, course. I don't. I think I'm Gen Z, like technically by age and like 
date like where how old I am. I don't think I'm a millennial. Like I think okay. that's like twenty five to thirty or something. I don't know. I could be so off saying that. Okay, thank you. That was the actual test, and that means you're Gen Z. <laughs> okay, that's a Gen Sweet. Z answer. Great. <laughs> I don't identify with any of them. I don't think it's real. I don't, I don't know. really know. <laughs> I think maybe I might be Gen Z. Well, no, because at first before Gen Z, they were saying that we're we were millennials, or like I was part of that, or like we were like right on the cusp of like in between. So I don't know, but I guess yeah, I'm Gen Z then. If that's yeah, Gen Z never wants to be pigeonholed and they're always in the middle they're I not mean, quite what sh- is all this that's just like when you're born like what age group you're in what demographic yeah yeah, yeah. essentially i mean i'm 18 to 25 that's always the right, 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 right now. Yeah. for sure yeah. you might even be z2 oh <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of just figure that somebody in the gen z who's grown mm-hmm. up with um um uh african-american influenced mm-hmm. or at least finally accepted so-called into mainstream culture uh culture like yeah. hip-hop movies you would think you would think that gen zers but were you surprised to see people your age were like super still racist yeah because also i'm like we're going to all these parties we're listening to rap music which is predominantly created by african-american people right we're watching sports which is a field in itself dominated by african-american people you're cheering when african-americans win on your your behalf right right your your school Right is known because right. African Americans are talented and they're driving dollars. Like they're driving, fan- yeah. And then you would think like, okay, so that Gen Z is going to be like, yes, no. And then they turn around and wrote Trump on all their ballots in 2016, and I'm like, that guy is against everything that you're supposedly sitting here cheering for. You know, like it just it doesn't make sense. Again, it's like if you have knowledge and education and are a logical thinker, then that. That would be very clear that that doesn't make sense and that that doesn't make work and that is so hypocritical to say and do. Okay, so one of the uh, we've got some discussion from one of the teachers at Alabama. <laughs> I will teach my grandkids to hate you all. I will teach my grandkids to hate you all. Uh, she's draped in a Confederate flag and she's yeah. sitting in the back of a pickup truck mm-hmm. with a guy that's out of shape, but he's still wearing a muscle shirt. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, what's the food like in Alabama? What's the best thing to eat down there? You know, I can't speak for the whole state because when you're at college, you stay in that one town in the in Tuscaloosa. That's where the Tuscaloosa. The, I know what a fucking name. Yeah. This sounds like Tuscaloosa. football. That's probably like American a, Indian. Yeah. It probably yeah. Yeah. is, is right. as is most things if you right. actually trace it back. Oh, but, oh, yeah. That's right. Um, but it's like an hour south of Birmingham, which you guys that's some more coming down. But yeah, you kind of stay in that town, so. Uh, the food within there sucked to be short with you I didn't as someone who's like likes food and is a foodie and came from LA and like mm-hmm. mom worked in restaurants like I was into food yeah, that was something yeah. I'm into um it was shit it was mostly fast food and chain restaurants within the like five mile radius of like campus and then the outskirts yeah but they want to poison the kids yeah. they poison them. <laughs> but didn't you at least have one shot out at like some barbecue at the local joint no there's no like local joints right there there's only like what? commercialized right there's like a um I can't even remember. There's like one barbecue place that was like more like not a chain, like but still kind of was right. But like had still had like a few locations. Mm. Um, there was like Moe's barbecue, but again, that's a chain. They have it in New Orleans. Like my friends go to school there. They have it there. So there was not much. There was one Thai restaurant on my block of the apartments that I lived in for like the second three or the third three years of college that we liked. And that was like the only like cultured food we would eat. Like, Unless Man. we were making it ourselves, you know. Um, real quick, Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's uh, named after mm. the chief of the band of the Muscogean-speaking people, and they battled 
the forces of Spanish explorer Hernando de Soto. Back wow, in wouldn't they be fucking sad to see what it is now? Yeah, now there's probably a fucking Applebee's there uh-huh. and a fucking... So what's what's worse? Hmm. What's worse? What's the worst? Because I was just thinking about uh, Ruby Tuesday filed for bankruptcy, chapter really? 11. Chapter I went 11. there once for the first time ever when okay. I was in Alabama. Okay, what's worse, Ruby Tuesday okay. or Applebee's? I have still never been to Applebee's. I so... hate Applebee's. So probably Applebee's then, because Ruby Tuesday wasn't horrid, but it wasn't good. Right, it's nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um, so uh, you, you said you're a foodie. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite food? My favorite food is probably, I mean, oh, that's that's a hard question. Come on. Food, but a general like genre, maybe uh, Asian food as like a whole. What like, Asian? I like I like Japanese food. I love uh, Korean food. Like I. Okay, All I'm going to go down the list of nations, and I want word association. Don't think. Okay. God damn it, Birdie, don't think. <laughs> That's hard for me. Okay. Don't think. All right, here we go. Wait, what are my word associating? What, just the I'm first... going to tell you. Okay. All right, All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wait for the instructions. Okay. All right, here we go. We're going to go down. I'm going to say the nation or the country or, or even the ethnic group, whatever it is, uh-huh. and then you, in your mind, like what you think is the best thing to eat from there. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. You. All right, shh. It's like a game show. Now you're yeah. going to test me. I'm going to not have some. <laughs> no, don't, listen. Let's not have any anxiety-producing thoughts. That's a hard one <laughs> for me. <laughs> Let's not have any anxiety-producing no. thoughts, all right? Okay. Um, and let's yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get it to... Uh, let's see if I can get this right because I've got to set this up properly, I think. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um uh, what's this? I know. Are we making it a game show? Yeah. What's going on? yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Korean. Kimchi. Love kimchi. Japanese. Sushi. Okay. Mexican. Ooh. Mm, the tacos. Okay. Italian. Italian. Pasta. That's so general. Okay. What kind of pasta? Let's go. Not a red sauce. Anything okay. but a red sauce. Alfredo? Like carbonara. No, carbonara. carbonara cacio, pepe. Uh, some, yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, come on. Here we go. Um, American. Barbecue. Is that American? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, uh, barbecue comes from the American Indians. Okay. So it's American. Uh, it's American slow as you cooking. Can get. Yeah. Slow cooking. Uh, meat. meat over a grill made from green wood. All right, there you go then. Okay, until the flesh is very soft and falls off. That is American Indian. Yeah. And that's what the Spanish discovered and called barbacoa. Yeah. Okay. Barbacoa. Spanish. I don't know. Thank you. German. <laughs> Definitely don't know. Schnitzel, Russian. Like, I don't know any. Schnitzel. I don't know. Arre. Now you're going out of the, the I don't know. Chinese. Ooh, Don Don noodles. Don Don noodles. Uh, what about um, East Indian food? Ooh, I love like just simple like butter chicken. So Ooh. good. Dude, Sean, I think just almost passed out. <laughs> I love Indian food. You Do didn't you? say Thai, which is like my favorite. I like I love like pho, banh mi, Wait a second. Pho is Vietnamese. It's v- sorry, Vietnamese. And so is banh mi, I think. I don't know yeah. what banh, banh mi is. Yeah, that's Thai. French. French bon me. Right, I know the so bread the, is French, and then the fillings are all Vietnamese meats. Um, well, so the history behind why there's bon me yeah. in 
Vietnam is because the French colonized right. Vietnam. Right. So that sandwich, yes, it has a ham, I think, in it. Yeah, it has like head cheese and head shit. Cheese. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Like so, cold cuts. The pate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like pate. So that's here. French, but it has a Vietnamese flavor in the Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Lemongrass. It has like cilantro and like pickle, normally like pickled carrots or daikon on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. So it is. good. Okay, Canadian. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, ew, that bacon's fucking gross. <laughs> but it's the best thing they got. Right. And then that's saying a lot. No, I would say maple. Maple what flavor. About? Oh, I guess maybe. Or poutine. 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 Yeah. Right. But I've only had it a few poutine times. Poutine is like uh, French fries with gravy on it. Yeah. Right. And cheese curds. And cheese curds. That's yeah. also Wisconsin. But all of that kind of right. area is uh, British. What do you got? Nothing. Fish and chips. Okay, yeah. Chips. Don't chips. fuck around. But that's but that it. Where is like that at? Fish and chips. No, Where? that's Irish. England. I th- or, no. Or Eng- oh, it's okay. England. It's England. A lot sure. of good Scot- English. Irish, a lot of good- Scottish. No, Scottish yeah. is haggis. Haggis, yeah. yeah. And then what's the, that gross fish that's like pickle- herring? Oh, herring. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that is all like uh, Swedish. And what were the Swedish, what were the, what were the meat pies? Where were those meat pies from that Polly used to make? She's oh. Scottish. She's Scottish. Scottish meat pies, right? And those were so good. Yeah. And then- but let me just say, there's a lot of good curry in London. Yeah, because oh, of yeah. the Indian. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. all yeah. the crossover, yeah, makes for Listen, good food. Listen, just so you guys know, uh, curry in the original Indian, uh, that means gravy. That's all that means. Curry means makes gravy. Makes sense, yeah. Gravy sauce. Just like and they got a million different sauce. kinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to blow your Gen Z <laughs> mind birdie. Oh, gosh. Okay. Thai. Spicy or not spicy food? Spicy food. Okay. Okay, thank you. Like, do I like spicy food? No, 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 no. I'm just asking you, is it spicy? Okay, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Indian, spicy food? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All hot peppers that you find around the world Mm -hmm. originally came from the Americas. That is shocking. Thai Mm. food did not have I feel like America has the most spiceless food. That's because a bunch of people from a spiceless country like England came in and settled here. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, mm-hmm. all hot peppers, chili peppers, that means peppers that go into Indian food. Right. That means those weird, wrinkly, dried up peppers in Kung Pao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means those tiny little hot fuckers that you eat in Thai food. Yeah. That means Vietnamese hot peppers all originally came from Latin America. I was all say. versions. Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when what? we, yeah, that's the truth. Every Those, every Chile, every Chile. I was gonna say, but the, also like Mexico too. No. Yeah. But well, when like, I say well, America, yeah, I was gonna say the America. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all original. So everything they they're eating. So even in you're saying in Africa. Oh, came from dude, here? my favorite thing is to tell people from Africa that all those peppers that you you are so proud that are so hot and your food is so spicy. That's from our country. It blows their fucking mind. So they've done the research, obviously. There's a book. <clears throat> There's a book. That's crazy. Called The Botany that. of Desire by a botanist. And yes, they've traced it all, and you can look it up. And whereabouts is it? You. Is it the Western Hemisphere, or is it all of the Americas? What do you mean? Well, the Americas are in the Western Hemisphere. Right, but is it all the Western side? Is it from the West, the Southwest, or is it no, it's, all over? No, it's, it's mostly Central America and South. Okay. okay? That's, That's where the peppers come from. Really? South. America, Central America, South, and then everything everyone's eating. So when I talk to a Thai person, I've been to Thailand and all this other stuff. When I tell them, I'm like, you know, you, your food didn't have any peppers before 1500. <laughs> like you were just eating they coconut shit. They, wow, really? They, didn't, they don't get mad. They can't compute it. 
They're like, right. oh, yeah. oh, C3PO'd them. Yeah, I C3PO'd them, dude. <laughs> Same thing with my African friends. I was dating that, that girl from Africa. Her dad was like, ha, 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 ha. Dude, you trying to spice your food? And I'm like, listen, there's nothing to me. I laugh at that. You know what I use that? I use that to clean dirt out of my eyes. <laughs> I use that. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, listen, all peppers are from America. And yeah. he wouldn't believe it. Right. I had right, to actually right. show him the book. Oh, yeah. Those are all. Make him a believer. Yeah, I just had to show them the research. Be like, every single pepper, the Chinese, the Thai, the anybody, Italians, hot hot pepper sausage, all that yeah. stuff. It's all from America. They're all cultivars, which is the proper term for a cultivated variation. Uh-huh. They're all descendants, cultivars of the original pepper. So, uh, all right. Well, I agree with you. What is the dish that you cook the best? Ooh, that's hard. I've been really into making spring rolls at home with like a peanut dipping sauce. Yeah. And I'm, it's so good. I know I've been wanting to make it for my dad, but mm. yeah, I love Sounds I love good. that shit. Because then I can kind of put like, I'll put like kimchi in it too, which is like more Korean vibes. But then I'll have like tofu and cilantro and I'll pickle like carrots and um, mm. cucumbers. That so yeah, yeah, I've been really into that. And it's healthy. Right. It's going to be healthier. Right. And let me ask you this. Did you mm. watch the last, the VP debates? Yeah. W- I did not watch the presidential debate. I watched some highlights, but I did watch the vice presidential what debate. What made you want to watch the vice presidential debate in full? Kamala Harris. Because she's badass, yeah. right? She's. Ba- I mean, that's the first ever, not just female, but black female voice that's ever been in that position of power to be able to have that stage and say those things. So, of course, I'm going to listen. You know what's amazing is that we're in a situation now where, while that's a big deal, it's almost like no one's really put off by that. Like I know. Right? Like, no one's like, wow, this is a first. This is amazing. Da-da-da-da-da. It's, it's more like she's such a competent, intelligent person mm-hmm. that her other aspects don't really play that much of a part until you have to mention it and be yeah. like, listen, by the way. Which is fine. I love that she stands on her own for just her knowledge and credibility that she already has. You know, like we don't need to bring up the fact that, oh, yeah, she's also a woman and which, I mean, should be said because that makes it way harder to be right. in the position she is. But. Right. Sean, did you watch that debate? I did. Yeah. It was hard to watch, though. Why was it hard to watch, Birdie? Because of Mike Pence, everything he said was just like dodging. I mean, really what he said was he didn't answer all the questions and he just bragged about the couple of things that he thinks that him and Trump have done that have helped America. Go, go. He sounds like like the most boring Mormon preacher ever. Oh my God, the worst. And he looked like like he was so sickly too. I'm like, are you okay? He was. He had like a red eye. He looked, which is a sign of COVID, which is a symptom of COVID to get pink eye. It's a sign of COVID. It's (laughs) It's also the mark of the beast. Yeah, no. oh, I haven't heard that. I did see a little horn poking. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, breaking news: the Taliban just endorsed Trump. <laughs> is that uh, true? That's true. Dude, that's fucking scary. Shit like that. I mean, everything he does yeah, is scary. Really How could like... you get any worse as a president than where? I mean, he's imploding now, right, Steve? Oh Got yeah. And if he gets four more years, he'll just keep imploding. It will just affect a mil- millions of people too. Um, all right, so in the Pence debate, I was watching Kamala's, Kamala's face, and mm-hmm. like while Pence is talking, and dude, he tells the most amazing lies. Yeah. So good. It's just right? like the truth, because it's the truth to him. Like, I think he's so, so I don't, oh, you don't think? You I think- know he doesn't. I, okay. This is part of like what I, to a certain extent for Pence, I was a little bit like, like, like I was impressed by his ability to get up there on a national stage and with a straight face 
do his job, really? which was to sell a big burning sack of shit. That's what I think about Trump, but Pence, he's like so deep rooted and he's been in politics and been so like anti all these things for so long that I actually like when he sat there, I was like, fuck, this guy actually believes it. Like, I hope he doesn't have to. That's up his job. Be- his right. job is to convince you that he believes it. And yeah. I know he doesn't, but I'm just telling you because 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 first of all, listen, he's got the look down. Right. He's got his hair is like comb tight. He's got that kind of like, you know, very white owlish face, you know, and he's white politician. And he pulled he went he went he went to some old school political tricks. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is like, okay, first, I want to thank the university for right, this opportunity for it's so amazing thank kamala oh uh, it's getting... it's a privilege even yeah. to be up here yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. to fucking spit lies in right, your face right, right, right. <laughs> a privilege. Yeah. um you know like the whole thing was just so amazing to me that he was committed to that and then and then right eventually it devolves right mm-hmm. but i just was like wow this guy this is why i think he yes. might he might be the the beast yeah. The, the coming of the end of the world because he was so committed to, to, to be he, he was like we have had a president in the last four years that's done more than any president since world war ii right i'm like how can you say this like how right. can you sit here and say this right like world war ii world war ii like you can't you and then he that. went to like old political tricks where he was like you know, like Kamala Harris is like, we've seen the biggest presidential failure in history right, right now. Which right off the amazing. bat. Yeah, right. start start with it. Everybody's wanted it. to say it. Yeah. Right. And then Trump goes to the old political playbook, which probably goes all the way back to like ancient Rome politics. Right. Which we shouldn't be still using. Like things should evolve and change. But right. That's another, so yeah. he goes back to that and he's like, how dare you, Kamala? Right. insult the American people. I, for one, believe in the American people. Right. And it's like, that's not what she said. She said the presidential, like, you know, you have failed, not the people you have failed, the people. Right. They haven't failed. They haven't done shit. You You went to some old school shit. He was like, listen, I, for one, hope that this vaccine works. And you constantly undermining the vaccine, <laughs> Kamala. That's just crazy. When, when she was like, I will take the vaccine if Dr. Fucci and the CDC tell me to take it. If Trump tells me to take it, I'm not taking that. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. If he comes out with the vaccine before December, <laughs> I'm not taking that. Well, who'd you test it on? Rats and that's it? And next to us, the American people who you love so much? like yeah, yeah. The Taliban just... endorsed him because they think that vaccine's going to kill a lot right? of Americans. Yeah, like, Dude, it's all for their own crazy let's agenda. See, let's see. If I'm, now I'm randomly just sambling, so bear with me. But let's yeah, see yeah. if we could get... Be there. Many of the people who were at that event, Susan, actually were tested yeah. for coronavirus. Okay, so okay. he's talking about the super, super spreader event, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, what's amazing about this is, is that... so. Trump's got COVID. Yeah. And he had the uh, the notice on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Right? But he doesn't tell anybody. Right. He was like, okay, I don't know about this test. I'm going to have to take another test. Blah, blah, blah. And he continues to meet with people. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's at the Rose Garden with the Supreme Court Justice nominee. Oh, yeah. And, and... And he's just sitting there coughing and hugging and like swiping his sweat on people and <laughs> his horrible. orange makeup. And they're all, he had to actually tell American Vets group that he met with mm-hmm. that I may have exposed you to COVID 19. Dude, it's so, it's just. And then in the same breath, Pence will be like, he's done more for yeah, veterans literally. since World War I. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. So here's Pence, I think, talking about that event. When we were losing. A heartbreaking number of 2,500 Americans a day. 
we surged resources to New Jersey and New York and New Orleans and Detroit. We told the American people what needed to be done, and the American people made the sacrifices. When the outbreak in the Sun Belt happened this summer, again, Americans stepped forward. But the reality is the work of the President of the United States goes on. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, what does he even say? Well, what did that even say? That you <laughs> wanted to help them and then you stopped helping them. Right, like, what? and the Americans made the sacrifice because a lot of them died. And then later he said, he was like, you know, because they're all about we want to support the American people, we love the American people. But then later he says, well, it's the American people's choice. They need to make that decision for themselves whether they want to stay safe or not safe or whatever they want to do. And I'm like, but I thought you were supposed to be the ones helping them. You're you know the facilitator. Guide them in the right direction, you know, like... You know what's crazy about that? It's like, so guys like Pence and Trump, they'll say like, okay, we're going to put your food on the other side of a gunman who's got guns and bullets pointed at you. And now we're going to give you your freedom to see if you can get that food. But if you decide not to get that food, that's your choice. (laughs) And they call that freedom. Right. It's a forced, it's a Hobbes choice. Right. Hobson's choice. That's what it's called. Here, let's see. Voters deserve to know. Vice President Pence, would you like to go first? Listen to this guy. Well, I, Susan, thank you. And, uh, and let, me, let me say on behalf of the president and the first lady how moved we've all been by the outpouring of Dodging the question. <laughs> totally. For the president. And I do believe it's emblematic of the prayers and the concern that have ushered forth for every American impacted. I mean, listen to that voice. Trying to sound so sincere. Right. Use the word prayer as much as you can. Right. Listen, we're all here for some prayers. And, you know, it, but I will say this. They were honestly um, impressed by the outpouring for the president because uh, they thought for sure nobody was going to give a shit because right. the president had left all these Americans high and dry and dying. And then when he finally caught COVID after talking so much shit, mm-hmm. he probably figured like, all right, well, everyone's going to dance on my grave now. Right. So he's still surprised that somebody was like, well, we hate you, but you know, we don't want anyone to die. Exactly. Because we're the, I mean, not we, we saying like the Democratic Party is for humanity and like people and like we care about everyone you know so it's like of course if the president gets sick and i said this to all my friends like i'm not gonna wish death upon anyone i don't like yeah, yeah. but your dad will <laughs> i know but yeah. your dad yeah, will. Sure. but that's the difference between me and him is i still like I, yes do i hate trump sure but yeah. like i don't is the ugh, it's hard because i'm like is the world would the world be a better place without him i don't know but like i don't wish death upon anyone i just don't want to be the fucking president go back to whatever you were doing before Go back and do that and stay out of our, you know, like our lives. Like you're affecting more than just you now. Right. Right. Steve, uh, what do you think? How many lives is Trump responsible for? 200,000 plus. And then that's just, that's just that's just COVID. Let's not talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter yeah. and pr- police brutality. Or and let's not talk things. about our Kurdish allies in Syria. Yeah, right? that, that he, he just left I hanging. I was going to say, all the alliances, he's like, oh, our planet that he's forgotten about, that it's going to be for our kids that won't have that, you Dude, know, that might not have that now. My favorite thing is when you ask him about environment, environmentalism, he's always like, we're I'm, doing the best. I'm so for great. clean, pristine water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want Michigan. the greenest. I want the greenest country in, in the world. And then, and then all of his policies and everything is right. like, well, opposite. we're going to close down <clears throat> national parks, mm-hmm. right? We're going to underfund the national parks, and then we're going to sell off some of the national parks or lease them off to big oil companies. 
Um, there's this place that most people don't give a shit about. It's called Yosemite. Right. Yeah. Yosemite. Why don't we? Ju- yeah, Yosemite. Let's just drill right in the middle of Yosemite. Oh, there's a grizzly bear on the way. Yeah, just shoot that and kick it in the head and move it out to the side because you know we want guys that run things like Exxon and Enron to make even more fucking money. Right. Right. It's crazy. Because those are the people backing him, so he's got to support mm. them. And then also he says these lies, and the simple-minded, not to generalize, but no, the it simple-minded, is simple-minded people that follow him believe the lie. You know, like, that's enough for them to just hear it from face that he's like, oh, yeah, we're doing good. I want these things. They don't look into the policy. They don't care that he's totally not those for all these people things. will never look right, into a policy whatever he says then that's we're good that's all i needed to hear i'm supporting you you know like that's why it's sad and he my, got in those people's minds and now they're with him you know they're not fucking leaving my wife made a great point to me last night or the night before about mm-hmm. trump and she was saying that she was reading articles that he's not very like he's just not human like he's not willing to just be like no like oh you know what we fucked up yeah. And we need to set the Never. thing. Or, that's not American to admit you're wrong in his eyes. He can't like, even that's be not, human, though. Wait, right. That video you're pulling up right now is hilarious that you were just looking yeah. at where he just has, he's like interviewing Trump supporters and they're just saying stupid things. Like they are literally just like contradicting themselves by him asking simple questions of, you know, why do you support Trump? And they can't answer it. Or what has he done to help the people? They can't answer it. Because it's not about that. It's about him allowing them an opportunity to be racist. But my wife said, yeah, 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 exactly. she said that he's not able to show his human side, right? Or he is, but he's not doing it, right? Yeah. No weakness, no apologies, no anything. Never wrong. Inhuman, right? Right, because mm-hmm. that's weak. Never wrong. And he's entitled, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, you know what's really weird is that was the same criticism of Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. That she was inhuman, that she wouldn't admit any wrong. That she wouldn't uh, say she was sorry about anything, really. And that she wouldn't admit that she did any wrong with the emails or whatever that was. None of that. And that she wasn't, she wasn't approachable, that you didn't quite. And I thought about that and I go, you know, that's so fucking right. He is the loud version of Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Let me play a clip from uh, Jordan Klepper. He uh, goes to a Trump rally. Do it amidst the COVID thing. So yeah. this is this is pretty pretty new. After hours in the heavily contaminated parking lot, I wanted to self quarantine and chill, but I still had one burning question. Are you in a better place than you were four years ago? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Is America in a better place than they were four years I ago? I believe absolutely. We have yeah. higher unemployment. We have two hundred thousand people dead due to COVID, and we have riots in the streets. Yes. Let me just tell you this much. Yes, I'm doing much better. I'm literally making four times as much mm-hmm. as I was making when Obama was president. What do you Such do? a lie. I work for a debt relief company. <laughs> yeah. Also so selfish. So I'm now, doing as better. A debt relief employee, you make more money under Donald Trump. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <It's very laughs> yeah, all those people, their big first thing is like he helped the economy. I'm making more money. I'm like, Yeah, okay, but none of those people actually not... look like they're doing well right. in the economy. Yeah, oh. no, no, they're not. Because they're totally not. Right. They, none of them. Right. They, they want. They look like they want to do is get together, drink some beer, and mm-hmm. piss people off. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Snort a little meth. And snort they a little meth. I love the hate. I feel like that's what, you know, that's a big draw for him, that people like to just spew their controversial opinions because it's going to get some white, lib- or not white, liberal snowflakes mad, right? Mm-hmm. And they live for that. They like that now. But what's weird to me is they're the biggest snowflakes ever. Right, yeah. No, That's what's all, crazy. The, 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 the minute, dude, who cries more about the media than Donald Trump? No one. I mean, he does all this bad shit. Mm-hmm. The press covers it. And then he's like, it's unfair. Yeah. And then just recently, he was like upset at his own 
uh, Attorney General Barr and Mike Pompeo because he felt like they still haven't gotten the emails that supposedly were the smoking guns for putting Hillary Clinton in oh prison. Oh, my God. He's now claiming like he's mad at them and it's their fault that, right. that Hillary's not in prison. Because one of his campaign promises. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Was, I'm going to imprison Hillary Clinton. Right, right, right. Wow. And then when we tried to get at him for everything with Russia, he's like, don't come for me. I'm being honest. I'm telling everyone everything. It's like, we can't come for the shit that you've done in your past and that you're currently doing, but like, you're going to come for her about something. I just can't even imagine, though, that a guy who's supposedly the president of the United States is still running against a woman who is not even running in this election. Right. Exactly. It's pointless. You have more important things, plenty of more important things to worry about than that. And like banning TikTok, like what are you doing? Like you have more important things to worry about than these little things to just boost your ego because you're mad about, you know? Yeah. So anyway. It's a um, waste of time. Um, I wanted to now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Which gears um, and just, um, let's see. Well, Steve, where do you think we should go? We've talked about politics, talked about food. We talked a little bit. I'm going to talk to Sophia about, you know, her formal education and getting into education. And what that kind of looks like through COVID, graduating and coming in and it being a completely different uh, climate. You know, I think you would be going to school Mm -hmm. and teaching. What, What kind of... And what pulled you into teaching? What pulled you into that? And kind of take us through the, the affairs of like what's going on right now. Because like there's all this crazy stuff we're hearing about homeschool and this school and schools are going to do this and that's going to be like that. <clears throat> but how did you get pulled into education? Um, I think when I was like really young, I, you know, I loved just being around kids. Like I was always babysitting like the minute I was like 12, I started like babysitting for people. And even when I was younger than that, I always played, like, school with my friends. I wanted to be a teacher. I would get, like, I would ask my teachers in elementary school for, like, their, like, teacher guidebooks at the end of the year that, like, didn't want anymore just so I could, like, play school at home, you know, like, look at them and, like, see what what things they're looking at to teach us and stuff like that. And then when I got in high school, that kind of shifted for a little, like, a freshman, sophomore year, I was like, mm, like, maybe I don't want to be a teacher. Like, I want to make more money. Like, I, maybe I'll do, like, but I like working with people a lot. So what else could I do? And then I wanted to do real estate for a second. And half my college applications for real estate, I was like, cool, I don't have to sit in an office. I get to walk around houses, talk to people, <coughs> convince people of things. I like doing that. I'm a stubborn person. Um, I was like, that could be a cool job. And I'll make more money that. than, than uh, teaching. And then, so half of my college applications were real estate and it was I was gonna do the business school and I was gonna do real estate and then the other half I was like but I do love working with kids I you know I've gone to this surf camp my whole life I had just been a a counselor's assistant for the first time I was just like I love being around kids am I really gonna like not do that just because I want to make more money and then I ended up you know the schools I got into and ended up choosing were ones that I had applied for education and Alabama happened to have an actually a really good college education and a teacher preparation program and I was like, yeah, this seems right. Like, the you know, the signs are pointing towards that. And also, like, 
this is what I actually like doing. Like, I don't want to be that person 20 years that's like sad with their job, sitting at a desk just because I wanted to make a little more money. Um, so I was like, all right, let me try this. And if I hate it, then I can switch. You know, you can change majors in college. It's not a crazy thing. Um, but I was like, but I think I'm going to like this more. And I ended up, you know, loving it throughout school and the classes that I had to take and the internships I had. Yeah. What is it about teaching that, that a lot of people don't understand for real? What don't, don't, what don't people get about trying to shape young minds? That it's fucking hard. That it's every single person is a different learner, right? Everyone learns things in different ways. And my job is to sit in a class with 20 to 30 kids, you know, depending on where you are in the district and the funding they have and make sure that each one of them can process the information I'm telling them and apply it in their own life when every single one of them learns in a different way. So mm. it's fucking hard. It's just hard and it's underappreciated. What? So I think that's what people don't understand. What kind of learner is your dad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I Come haven't on. seen it. Well, I have not seen don't him in a bullshit. lot. Of I haven't seen him learning anything. No, but I, really, I haven't seen an environment where you're like learning things. But if I had to like. Yeah, you're a professional. You're, you're think, an expert. Opinion, um, please. I would think that my dad's a more visual learner. He likes to see things happen. Right. You know, and that's going to be easier for him to apply it to, like, see someone else do it or have someone, like, show him in a visual sense more than, like, auditory or, like, written something down. So I would say my dad's, like, a visual learner. What kind of learner are you? Um, I'm a mixture because, like, the first two years of college were fucking hard. In my general classes, that had, like, 300 kids of, like, sitting there. Um, listening to a professor for like you know an hour or two hours and then me just having to like process everything they're saying like that was a little hard so I think definitely I'm more of also like a visual learner I like to be like in a smaller group uh, a, a smaller group like a teacher and maybe like six kids which doesn't happen all the time um, and have like things there that we can touch and talk to and I like to talk to I don't like just sitting there and being talked to like I just feel like that's like half of the learning is happening not all of it so yeah. then like my junior and senior year the classes get smaller. You're more into like major specific classes. So then we only had, we were the last two years, we only had 25 girls that we had every class and they were all girls. There was only girls. There was two guys in my major. The rest were all girls. And we were with them the whole time. And all our classes were 25 kids. So pretty small again now going from 300 back 25. And we knew all our teachers. A lot of them were the same for a lot of classes and it was much better. We were having discussions. We were trying things. We were doing lessons that we would do in the classroom. We were going out to schools and working with kids and learning that way. So I definitely think for me, it's more like visual hands-on learner. And let me, isn't it, so and college is not set up for people in with that you know type of learning style so that's hard in itself so let me ask you a question did did your so you you know your father's upbringing for the most part right yes or no yeah she looked at him like uh where are we going i mean i i don't i don't know i was never super close with his like parents as i was with my mom's side of the family so i don't know like as much of it but like i know from what he's told me okay and you know that also that uh mr luciano uh is a respected member of the community in santa monica correct yes you understand that yeah um so uh <laughs> Fucking attorney guy. <laughs> yeah, turn the attorney off. The attorney guy came on. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to set the stage in a respectful way to you, Steve, mm-hmm. and I'm also trying to trigger the 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 criteria and the context of which I'm trying to ask this question from uh, Sophia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, was your decision in love of 
education, mm-hmm. right? Partly a reaction to or an analysis of or a thought about your dad's education. Yeah, maybe because also not just my dad, but both my dad and my mom didn't go to college. You know, like high school was the end of the their education. <laughs> I mean, formal education journey. Um, so yeah, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I want I want to go to college. I want to finish. I want to be the first one to like finish college, have a degree, you know, to my name. So maybe partially, but I don't think that's why I got into education because my dad lacked some not lacked education but didn't oh, I go all the way yeah, right? yeah yeah and yeah. also lacked education right i'm not saying this to say and you're really great at like under, like making that distinction you you didn't say they didn't have any education you said formal yeah. right yeah but now that you've gone through a lot of the theories mm-hmm. right and a lot of the the education about education mm-hmm. right then thinking about your father Right. In which ways do you feel? Do you feel the education system failed your dad? Yeah, I think the education fail, fail education system failed fails and continues to fail a lot of people. Okay, but specifically with your dad, not in a generalized way. Where would you place, to a certain extent, the system, the education failed your dad, mm-hmm. and then also where would you put responsibility on your dad? Yeah, I was going to say I don't think that it's this the school failed him more like i think that was his family himself his upbringing like his surroundings i don't think it was i would not pinpoint the majority of that on the education system at all and knowing that your dad's a visual learner and all that other kind of stuff can Mm -hmm. you tell us from a teacher's eye like what are the subjects that mr luciano likes oh i from knowing my dad i would say that he would probably like social studies and history Right. Because that's a people, how people work, you know, society, things around you and then history, how we got to be the way we are and how we act and how we, you know, interact with each other. What do you think about that, Steve? I fucking think well, history is the best. Yeah. No. The best subject ever. You know? Right. And, um, and and then I'm real big on like, you know, political science, like, you know, everything that came out of Russia. Yeah, you know, and that would be Leningrad's social and, and, and that would be all that is studies. amazing. Yeah. Right. Sure. So all how people began to work together and how yeah. we we moved is, anthropology uh, yeah so that yeah. that through history so she's right on with all that i but you want to know something i will say is i don't think at any time in my youth i conceptually knew that i didn't know that i loved history until i was an adult and started reading but back at that time i would have like i don't know i was just visual like she's saying jo- that's not your job as a young kid too but they all knew that. that i was visual they all knew that i paid art and i was into that and yeah. But for like kids in elementary school, like that's not I think that's more of a teacher's job to kind of show the kids the options. But then also you're constantly analyzing and taking notes of your students and you should be like, oh, see what kind of, you know, are you more artistic? Do you thrive more in math? Do you thrive more in writing and see those things and try to like facilitate a way to bring that out in the kids, you know? Because they don't, I mean, they're five. They don't know that they're going to be a mathematician then. But if I see that they're really good at math, then I'm going to push that and try to incorporate that in other things, you know? Okay, so I'm a father. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter who's a year and three months old. Mm-hmm. Little Tigra. Aw, congratulations. Sarah. Thank you very much. And one of my things is I started her with ankle weights now. Uh-huh. And I'm going to have her wearing ankle <laughs> weights until she tries out for a women's softball or, or basketball. So by then, she'll have always felt heavier. And then at the tryouts, I'm going to take them. <laughs> Is that a good strategy for kids? Is that no. high? Should I raise the, no. my child? No. Uh, no. You See, what I liked and what one thing my mom made me do in elementary school, and she was like, just try all the sports. 
try them all. Sure, I had to play fucking Crest soccer. Crest was just like the after school. Wait, 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 Crest wait. soccer, basketball, softball, um, softball, wait, 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 volleyball. She was like, try them all. Wait, 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 <laughs> what, what, what? wait, wait, wait. This sounds like some great stories. So, <clears throat> how old are we talking? Elementary school. Okay. So, like, it was like. I think third grade was like when they started having like teams. It was like organized team sports. Yeah. But it was within the school and it was just the other elementary schools in the area playing each other. Intramural or yeah. whatever the hell yeah. that's called. And so from like third grade to fifth grade, I did every, I did all the sports. Hold on. And your mom, right? She's, how tall is your mom? 5'10". She's like an inch shorter than me. I'm like 5'11". So, right. So the women in your family are somewhat tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Actually, my grandma's short, though. Grandma's so, short. so it's only just yeah. me and my mom were the yeah. first, like, tall yeah, women. The rest Tallest of them were problems. shorter. All right. Did your mom play sports? She was a gymnast for a little. She did gymnastics. But mom never know. She didn't play any sports. Besides know. gym. She did yeah. gymnastics, like, in high she school. Did, like, what did yeah. she do in gymnastics? Was I she, don't know. She did like gymnastics. The, the she did some ballet. She did, the she did like, peop- like, people, like, holding her up and shit and, like, the like floor stuff i don't know i don't know all the extent i don't know all the gymnastics. <laughs> i'm seeing a future show steve yeah. jessica i tried gymnastics too like i did that for a second too. were you and did ballet. you do the did you do the springboard off the horse and do no, flips i never got that far that we were doing that shit like, it was like young they were like stretching out did you run around with a flag and you were like but wait a second so all right so then your mom's like, listen, you're going to try all the sports. Why was that conversation being had? Did you not like certain <clears throat> sports? Yeah, I think I wanted to like try one and one and be like, if I don't like this one, she's like, but you should try all of them right now and then like figure out which one you like. Which like, one was the one you thought? I don't you- remember if that's like if it was one. She was married to my stepdad, Christian, who really liked volleyball. So I think it was always like that was in the back of my head. I was like, I'm going to play volleyball. But did you like, ever try- play volleyball? Oh, yeah. Once I got to middle school, it was only volleyball all the way through high school. Volleyball like competitive volleyball like club and then indoor i mean sorry i'm club like outside of school i was playing on our varsity team and then i was playing beach volleyball like yeah i was very i almost tried to go to yeah i tried to get recruited and do that for a second so yeah i was very into volleyball hold on a second a big part of my life all right so big big part of my life uh so but dude so venice in santa monica the beach volleyball right yeah what's that scene like well, we didn't. So I went to Samo High, and we didn't get a team until my sophomore year because mm-hmm. my coach, my coach was Leanne Sato, who was like an Olympic volleyball player. What's her name? Leanne Sato. Yeah, no, it's Sato. 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 Leanne Sato. Right. That was her coach, Steve. She knows. Sato. Yeah, yeah. Her and her brother were both in the Olympics, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, and they both played volleyball on was the Olympic intense? team. Yeah, she was intense. She was crazy. I love her, but she's crazy. Like and what? What made her crazy? She was like so. She was like too involved with all. You know, like there's a good healthy relationship to have between like teachers and yeah. students and yeah. that type of thing. But she was like too involved, where she was like in between every girl that had like a problem with another girl. She's like, we're gonna solve this together. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like this shit isn't on the court, and you think it is, but like it's not. Like we're good. Like don't try to butt in. And it was it caused a lot of conflicts on the team, and then it ended up like being an effect. And I'm like, it didn't have to be if you weren't so fucking nosy and needed to know. You know, like, she wanted to win everything, right? And I'm like. It's all That's right. Funny. It's going to be okay. Like So then in volleyball, like what's your strong suit? I was a setter. What is that Which mean? was a really strong suit for me because I was tall, which you would normally think I'll be like a hitter. Right. I was the person that sets the ball for the hitters. But I was tall, so I could play. Normally the setter only plays in the back row. Yeah. And once you rotate the front, you get subbed out for the next setter to go in the back row. Right. But since I was tall, I could play all the way around. So I would play when I was in the front row because I could block still because I was tall. Yep. And then I would also be the setter. What's so that the was secret, an invention. What's the secret to blocking? 
I don't know. But knowing, you know what, analyzing where the other te- what the other team is doing more than like what <sighs> you're doing. Because if you're at the right place and you know where the ball's going to come through, you don't even have to jump that high. As long as your hands are above the net and you're catching that ball, you know, like you're going to block it. So Did you long- ever catch a ball in the face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did that hurt? Intentionally, of course. My coach would sit, stand up. We had a, like, block thing, you know, to, like, jump up on, do the jump. So she would stand because she was short. She only played back row. She was a passer. Like, she didn't hit. She's only, like, 5'3", like, short for a volleyball player. But Damn. Yeah, but, like, the best passer ever. So she would stand up on the thing. And I just drill me right down the line because I would I was not a very good passer and she wanted me to be a very good passer, um, and she would just literally stand there and drill balls at me from like right, I'm only like five <laughs> feet from her in the back row and she's like drilling balls at me like she was specifically hard on me because her daughter was a setter and she was a libero a passer and then also set a little so she was definitely like harder on me sometimes than the other girls. Um, but yeah, she would drill me all day, and of course, a couple hit my face. Was it, did it sting? Like, <laughs> yeah, were you like, yeah, and you just dude, played through that nosebleed? No, no, never a nosebleed, but definitely like a red face after. Yeah, that shit hurts coming at you fast. Like yeah, that, with like, you know, she's standing there, she's already up there, she doesn't have to put much effort in to whack the ball straight down. Do you ever give her a dirty look? Like, bitch, you just hit me in the face. Yeah, <laughs> no, we were we like, yeah, she would give it, but we would give it back too sometimes and be like, you know all right we're good like we fucking got it we know what we're doing too like remember you're on the sidelines you're not fucking playing right so what about did you ever go down to the beach ever and just do a pickup game yeah me and my friends would go sometimes but it wouldn't be pickup with other people it would be like uh, we would make sure there's four of us so we could play 2v2 was there ever a time that but we had a beach team so we ended up doing so then it was competitive for hmm. sophomore junior and senior we had a beach team that we how were, like, hard is it to play playing. volleyball in the sand hard Cause it's fucking just sucks your feet up. Yeah, and the jumping, like I was already didn't jump very high. Then the yeah. fucking sand, I'm like even. I'm like this much off the ground. Right. Anything yeah. Sand's hard. Bro. Yeah. Anything. Beach volleyball is a very intense sport. Right. And then were you ever in a situation where hmm. they, everyone's like, hey, let's play volleyball, and you just kind of kept your mouth shut about how much volleyball you played, and then yeah. you just crushed motherfuckers? No, no, no. No. <laughs> no, it was more just like if I knew it was going to be like a, honestly, like when it's like that, I just like don't want to play, because it's not as fun if the other people are just playing for fun, and you know that you can like seriously want to play a game. It's kind of annoying, right? It's like annoying. Oh, super like, aggressive. Yeah, I like, so I, never, I, I never finally got everybody right where I want them. <laughs> One yeah, time there was like older guys because older guys at, in Santa Monica like that's a big thing like guys in their like 50s who've been playing since they were little they'll go to the beach all the time and they do wonky moves like nothing's illegal like they can do whatever they want and sometimes like one time I went with my friend whose dad was like in that group and we played and I was like fuck these old guys like let's <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. they're like, they're like dang we didn't know you were like that good we just thought you were Jordan's friend like come to hang out I'm like no yeah I played in high school like I played beach volleyball like, oh god you gotta come down again and play like, <laughs> you're like man yeah. I can't be playing yeah. with toddlers that's gonna fuck up my game no, they're actually kids. really fucking good like it's honestly so impressive that these old guys that are at the beach like playing intense beach volleyball it's honestly she keeps on looking over at me when she says old guy yeah, yeah. She's like, she impressive. may look it over and make sure it's not that wrong I'm yeah. old I'm old guy I yeah. belong to old guy, guy. Um, uh, so then what was the worst sport you were like fuck this sport I hate soccer I'm so not coordinated with my feet in that sense. Like I just, I don't get it. I want to touch the ball. That's like I'm, I'm, I you know, pick volleyball. It up. Yeah, I'm like, what are we doing here? I want to pick it up and throw it, it in the yeah, goal. What are we doing yeah. here? Rugby? No, never, Softball. never tried it. Softball? What I was into for a second. I played a couple years at North Venice, and also my brother played. So that you know that had a role. I'm like, oh, my oh, yeah. brother plays. Let me try. Maybe it's a family thing. Maybe we're right. all good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, didn't end up being my thing. I wasn't <laughs> right. that great at softball. Badminton. 
nope, didn't try that. It was soccer, volleyball, basketball, and softball. Basketball. And swimming. I tried swimming for a second. Yeah. And you did. gymnastics. What's your thing? Butterfly stroke? No, free, just freestyle or breaststroke. Right. Yeah, well, you were swimming for a while. Yeah, we did like a summer thing where you had to try it all. It was like diving, synchronized swimming, and swimming Synchronized yes, swimming? Yes. Like old ladies. Jesus huh? Christ. What was it? Like a senior citizen home. Like, like a senior citizen home. What? Did they play music? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it under the water. You can hear it under the water. Uh, Shut yeah. the fuck up. Did they so put like speakers sport. under the water? Yes. And so what did you guys it. And you guys would do these moves with legs in the air and then stand back yeah. up? And then you would go to these meets, and there's like a judge, right? And no. so you all line up, and you oh. get in, and you do the one because we weren't like doing or like uh, group synchronized swimming. It was like individual. So you would go in when it was your turn, and the judge would sit there, and you would do certain like three. It would be like three different moves that you would have to do for them. <laughs> no, seriously, it was so fucking bizarre. And it was one summer, and I never did it again. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, dude? They should do a hip hop version of synchronized swimming. Oh, I definitely yeah. do. I'm right? Like do. NWA in yeah. the pool for yeah. sure. How for good sure. would that be? That'd be Good for the now, old people's people heart. People do that already yeah. for you sure. You know what? I hate when I go to the gym and in the pool I see like old people exercising because I know they're just peeing. They're just peeing in that pool, man. Um, all right. Well, um, Put your other foot out, bird. Oh. Yeah, dad really yeah, likes these yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. They are good shoes. What are you wearing? Um, these are the Bloodlines, the Air Jordan One High Bloodlines. That's a is there a lot of pressure being Steve Luciano's kid? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one, no, only the people he talks to know he's my dad. Like yeah. my friends don't know. Like don't. No, but not, I'm, in know? terms of dressing, like is it like you're like, oh, this is the style man no. who walks around with fucking Supermax every no. two seconds and no, fucking... and I'm not a style. Like I'm not someone who's like super into fashion. Like yeah, I like sneakers like on occasion, but this is my first pair of Jordans. I'm not any like sneakerhead. Like I'm not saying that, but no. has your dad ever came in and you're hanging out with your friends now? Of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. And they're like, who's that guy? Yeah. Some of my friends don't know him because like he. No, no, no. I mean, like, who's oh, that yeah. guy? Oh, yeah. They're like, what? No, not like who's They're more like, who... is that your dad? Like, or is that like someone? <laughs> is that like the security guard? Yeah. No, seriously. They're like, is it? I'm like, well, he was in gangs, but not anymore. I promise. No. What's he, that conversation he's like? He's a scary looking guy if you like didn't Hell! know, right? See, I told you, bro. Once you, were... you talk look to him. Look at look at No, no. I know. You're yeah, right. Right? But... He's got a smile like a fucking pancakes and syrup. I got it. T-shirt and you can see you're tatted up. You're a big guy. You have darker skin. Like you're just an intimidating looking guy. Like, hey, you wait know? a second, wait a second. You no, know that. I'm. I, yeah, we, look, he he tries to downplay. You know, like how like sometimes like hot people when you're like, oh, you're really good looking. They're like, oh, right, they're please, not, I'm not. My, brother, my brother is the perfect example of that. Oh my like, god, Vincent, you don't even realize how many you're so of hot. your you, like, how many of your friends? All are, of them. They want to marry him. How annoying is it? Is it annoying to you? It's not. I'm like whatever. I know. I know my brother's good looking. Like, sure, go for it. I'm, no, like, but- I'm like, trust me, you don't want to date him. You're getting into yeah. something yeah, that you're not really ready for. Like, you are not, you don't yeah. know what you're you signing no up for. Idea. Yeah. You're, you're gonna a lot fly- more than the pretty face. Right, yeah. you're going to fly your plane right into the eye of the storm. Fuck, yeah. I'm like, don't do it. Hey, but wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Have you ever had friends mm-hmm. where you're hanging out mm-hmm. and they're acting one way? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you forget you, girl. I'm going to do that. <laughs> right? They're doing whatever they're doing. Right? Uh-huh. Like, you know what? I feel like education. We should do that. And then your brother walks in, and then all of a sudden, they change. No. You've never seen that? No. Where they, all of a sudden, he they don't know anything. like the Brady Bunch show. No. You know, like real obvious. No, because. My brother was never like, 
around when I was like in high school with my friend, you know, because he was he's older. So by the time I was like having friends over, like doing that in high school, like he had moved out or he wasn't sober or whatever the case was, you know. So it was like he never really was like it was more like when he was home in high school, he had cute friends that I was like, oh, my God, Vincent's friends are over. I want to be friends yeah. with him, you know, but it was oh. never he really wasn't. Did you around ever my date friend. one of Vincent's friends? No. I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then now I'm like seeing them at like bars and stuff because now I'm older and I'm like, whoa, this is a weird like full circle uh, moment. Yeah, right. that's yeah. interesting. But yeah. Um, and so what it, do you ever try to advise your brother? Are, you're, are you older or younger than your brother? I'm younger. We're, we're four years apart. Oh, so he was an older brother. Yeah, so we were never in school together either. No, know, but like, I mean, when your friends are over, or if your friends see him, the older brother, he's yeah. definitely because girls generally like to go a yeah, little bit older, older guys. Yeah, right? Because guys they, are immature. Yeah. What, <laughs> sorry, what? Excuse me. I'm not immature, but don't listen to the last show with uh, Rachel Sterling because I probably said some immature shit. <laughs> um, all right, so ah, man, I never thought about that. I never thought about that, Steve. What? What? That her her brother is a hot guy. And she would have friends, and they would see Vince and of just be Of course, but that's how it works. My sister had older friends, and I wanted to date. I wanted. I was in, like, infatuated yeah. with all her girlfriends. What would you, yeah. like, would you, like, make yourself, it's like, like that's Get out of here, you stupid little You can't be. <laughs> I would play that's my how. music louder if I knew if it was music I knew they were listening to, just so they could hear, you know, any excuse to, like, go in the backyard if they were playing, you know, shit like that. Just, like, yeah. stupid, all like, right. Hey, uh, I'm going to make some sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, Does yeah, anybody, yeah, yeah, you yeah. with the, not the shirt on, what sandwich do you want? I got extra. Exactly, exactly. I got extra. Are you sure you're not hungry? Oh, wait a second. I think I left something right there. Is that my shoe? Yeah, that's your shoe. You threw it from the second story window just now. I know. They fell out. I was uh, I was working oh, out. Stupid, bro. Yeah, right. What's going on with, uh, tell us, what's going on with, I want to talk about your prep to teach classes. You've been going to school. You, Finally get certified. Come, you're coming home, and it's already the pandemic. So, at what point in time do you does the thing cross your mind that you know what everything I've kind of trained for in that mm -hmm. dynamic is changing as I'm getting home? Were you ever like questionable about how do you navigate through this, or I'm just gonna go get a job at Starbucks, or what? What, what was the the, the thought? <laughs> She, no, made, a face. she made a face. School, she made a face when no, you said I job knew. at Starbucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like no, almost like somebody stepped on her foot. I knew something would like work out. I knew it wasn't going to be traditional. And I like was. Oh, OK, well, I found out about, you know, the pandemic hit in March. I was supposed to go to Italy for the right. last two months of my school year and teach abroad. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. So I was going to go to Italy, this small town called Udine, and teach at this little um, private school with third graders for the last two months. And then. Like literally a week before I'm leaving, it was already going on, but then it got really crazy. And then, you know, my school was just like contemplating. They're like, this is too big of a liability because this was like a big program. There were girls going all over the world to teach different um, to teach at in different places. So I fly home because I had plans to fly home. I was going to fly out of LAX to go there. So I fly home. We're still we don't know if I'm going or not. Um, and then literally the next day, my, my advisor was like, it's off. You can't go to Italy. Like, Italy's just not unsafe. I get a new host family in the Netherlands, a new school. They're like, we're, we're, this is where you can go. It, it's going to be fine here. You're safe. I'm like, cool. Switch my whole mindset. I'm like, cool. New family. I'm going to a new place. But I'm down. I just yeah. wanted to go abroad. Yeah. That was like the whole point. I want to go teach abroad. And then a week later, get a phone call. Advisor. It's all. No one's going anywhere. 
it's all the program is canceled like we just can't do it the school can't be accountable so that changed so now i'm home it's mar it's like mid-march school you know like we weren't supposed to graduate till may i'm like what's going on like all i was going to be doing at school was teaching either in alabama full-time or i was supposed to go abroad so i'm like what the fuck am i going to be doing right um and so i was like i got a little scared i was like shit if like at this point though it was not like schools were going to go online like we didn't even know like we weren't thinking that far ahead i didn't mm -hmm. even know that yet but they had switched online right then and there but i didn't think this was going to be a thing that was going to last this long you know right. back then like i was being naive i just didn't know so my actually my beach volleyball coach from high school kurt schwangle the best guy he's like my mentor all through college he's a kindergarten teacher he's been a kindergarten teacher for 25 years I reach out to him immediately. I'm like, I need a new placement. I need to be in a school teaching somewhere. Like, can I come? He works at Franklin. I'm like, can I come to Franklin? Like, be in your classes? Like, whatever it is, I just need to, like, get these credits before I graduate because I'm not going I'm not going to be able to go back to Alabama. Like, we're not going to fly back there. Like, that's just not what's happening. Um, and he was like, of course. He's like, let's make it happen, whatever it is. So I was going to have a placement with him in his class for the last two months. And then, like, two weeks later, university's like, you're good. We're going to give you, you know, your credit regardless we're not making kids go out into schools like the schools are shutting mm -hmm. down like that's just not safe so he so i'm like never mind i don't need to but i'd still love to sit in on your class like if you'll let me because now right. they're all on zoom so for the last two months while i was home i was zooming with his kindergarten class every morning um just like absorbing it trying to be like okay well maybe this is going to be my job next year so this is great that i'm going to be able to get a little experience zoom teaching mm -hmm. um and he's just the best like he's just the best facilitator to like help you get to, or specifically me to help me get where I want to go and he was like all throughout college I would email him about assignments he would help me with them like all these things so he's like of course get in here do this he would try to give me every like lesson I could teach on my own he's like do it you got it whatever so I was like okay like this is great I got my foot in the door I could hopefully talk to his principal like I'll figure something out for the fall so I wasn't like super worried like when all this hit I was like something's gonna work out I'll get some kind of job like I'll make it work and so I started applying to schools, you know, um, I had a couple interviews with schools. I ended up not getting a teaching job. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot. And it's kind of switched from like people quitting jobs that to then people who had jobs were keeping them. We're not leaving our job. If I have a job, I'm keeping it. So that kind of switched a lot of teachers at first were like, fuck that. I'm not teaching online. I'll quit. So there were going to be a lot of openings. But then they're like, well, I'm not going to get another job. So actually, I'm going to keep this one and stick mm -hmm. it out for a year of online teaching. So I didn't end up getting a job. And then I was, again, like, oh, fuck. Now I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But then with everyone online and parents not going to work um, and their kids at home all day, they needed help. And that was a whole nother opportunity. So Kurt, again, stepped in and goes, I'm going to email the, the three classrooms of parents and say, you're the best tutor I know in Santa Monica. Hire her. The lowest hourly rate. You're going to find a tutor. He sends out an email. I got parents calling me all day trying to figure out what pod can we do? How many hours can you do? Like, when can we get you here, here, here? So then I have like two weeks where I'm negotiating with people trying to figure out, okay, what's going to work for my schedule? How many people can I fit in? How many hours can I do? Like, how much can I charge? Like, whatever, whatever. Because it's all, un, you know, new territory. Uncharted like, territory. I, yeah, yeah, I babysat, but I've never tutored. It's Tutor's never been different. Right, it's totally different. It's also different than teaching, I'm not realizing. Um... And How so? Why is tutoring not teaching? Because teaching is in a group setting. Kids have a whole totally different mentality when they're in a group of other kids and they're getting that social interaction when they do when they're just sitting with one person and you're telling them this is what we're going to do. There's just a lot less room for creativity for me to make lessons where they can work with people where they're not just sitting listening to me for an hour being like trace your letters, let's sing the alphabet. Like it's yeah, just a lot a easier when you're not impossible. It's just a lot easier and kids have a different mindset when they're surrounded by other kids that are also like wanting to do this and but, all have this like goal. But one of the criticisms I hear about 
public education, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is that it's underfunded. Yeah. And as a result, you have too many kids in a classroom. Mm-hmm. And so that most people would really love to have <clears throat> one on one to one teacher. Yeah. One to one is not what an ideal teacher would want. And what I or at least what, what I could say. The best scenario is that you have like 12 kids in your class and you have specific teachers and resources that also help you so that like if you have one kid that's behind in reading you can send them to the reading coach at that school to go for an hour and have a one-on-one session and then I can sit with my other you know 11 kids that are maybe on this you know a different page than him and help them move forward you know so it's better to have like a a small group small group like you could probably ask any teacher across the board small group versus whole group they're gonna want small group of kids because it's just easier you can adapt more you can differentiate between like what levels the kids are on and what they need so like a small group would be best but one-on-one it's a one adult being the boss of one kid the kid doesn't like that as much they want other kids there that are like oh fuck maybe i don't want to do this or they're like oh yeah let's do this because like this is what we're here to do so i don't know i think kids just like their attitude shifts when they're not around other kids it's like a whole different experience for them and so that affects the teaching and so now we're entering into an era where it looks like there's going to be a lot of homeschooling by people who aren't professional educators correct right okay <clears throat> Sean just what yeah, did, like Sean, most parents. I was Sean, scared. So what you? I heard you. You were trying to give. You said that I have to give my son a lesson. Yeah, and I thought you meant like you were going to spank him. How old are you? How old are your kid? Or He's kid? four. Four. Yeah. Okay, so what was the lesson you had to give him, and what's the difficulty? In kindergarten. Hold on a second. Sean he will be okay. How well did you do in school yourself? Oh, terrible. Okay, so now terrible. you're now you're in the role of being a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Teaching so, terrible <laughs> shit. No, no, no. <laughs> So what right? was the lesson? Yeah. So what was the lesson and how did it go? Uh, we're just going, I'm trying to make him trace letters and yeah. that sort of thing. Okay. We've got some paper with the lines on it, you know, <laughs> I'm drawing dots on on the thing, like doing ABC, yeah. H, H through K. Whatever. And does he connect the dots? He connects the dots and then I make him do it on his own. Mm-hmm. Nice. And dude, he's having a hard time. Yeah. It's, What's the hard time? What, no, how's staying it? in the lines and and, and following yeah. when it's dots he's fine but then when you ask him to do you know his own it's he it, it gets it gets yeah. hard for him what yeah. is his thought process about what this lesson is this time is does he think it's plain does he think what does he, he think thinks it, is? it i think it, his his concept is that it's a chore that mm-hmm. he has to do yeah in order to get to something fun yeah, yeah. so like you know whatever it is ipad or whatever so right. if, yeah. if he doesn't do this then he doesn't get ipad yeah, later right because they're at home and also right. he's four so he's never been in a classroom yet or like right. a formal classroom like a k-12 through school yet right. so he has no idea what school even is yet and then now he's at home doing it and he's like wait what is what is this not so- only that it's like he starts to get i can see like after the first line mm-hmm. he starts to drift yeah like it's like and i'm like hey buddy look look focus is part of the lesson so let's let's try to focus and then yeah. like once we get through these three lines then, then we're good yeah so yeah, it's focus is hard. And you know, we had, he went to a, a preschool where they were doing Zoom because, you know, yeah. the, the pandemic hit, you know, in the middle of this. And I noticed that, like in Zoom, he would just be like, ah, oh, this is, this is not for me. Yeah. He would just drift off or he'd start walking away totally. and I'd be like, buddy, the thing's not over <laughs> right, yet. Right. Yeah. So I'd imagine that that happens all the time. <laughs> totally. With, 
And he was <clears> like, <throat> uh, yeah, it's over for me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, so Sophia, wh- how would you advise or what would you just heard about the line lessons in the lack of focus? Yeah. Not lack of focus, training focus. You're yeah. training focus. Right. So what would you, in a consult to mm-hmm. a homeschooling te- uh, parent who doesn't know right. what you know? Yeah. What sort of things would you say to Sean to say, like, this This may help your success or support what you're doing? Um, I would say just take notes of, like, when, you know, he is focused that, like, really drive in, like, as much as you can. And then when he's not, that don't. Don't push him to, like, keep going. If he, like, needs the break, take the break. Tell him that's okay. You know, like, encourage the break if he needs it. But then know, like, the break doesn't mean it's over. Like, we're going to come back to it. And, again, just, like, try to be, like, understanding of that. Like, this is really hard for him, mm-hmm. you know? That's, like, he's four years kid. old. That's oh, so cute. Yeah. That's Coit. Oh, what's Coit. his name? Coit. Coit? Like oh. Coit Tower. Like Coit like Tower. He's, the, he's such a beautiful kid, man. Yeah. Um, and what and then, your, then also I'll show just, your daughter. And then yeah. also just be as enthusiastic as you can about it. Even though it's not fun, make it the most fun you can. That's like you, always the best way to get kids to engage is if you're really into it, most likely your kid is going to be more into it, you know? So let me ask you a question. You were talking about what the different types of learners, yeah. like some are visual. Yeah. Does that apply to kids that were are really young? You know, I, I think it does to a certain extent, but you don't know yet because they're still learning how they learn, you know? Right. So I think it's more of just like creating that relationship that teachers, you know, try to do or good teachers try to do is just to like understand your student, talk to them, see what they like, see what doesn't work, try multiple things. You know, with the younger kids, you have to try every single mm-hmm. way and then you kind of figure out which one works the right. best for that, that kid. Best, yeah, yeah, exactly. So what about the environment in which um, like someone like Sean is t- trying to get their kid? Is there any recommendations about the setting that you would make? I mean, I mean, yeah, have a place that that's dedicated to this is where we do our school each day. And if you can put his materials and things he uses all there and know that this is your desk, this is your school space and this is where we're doing it yeah, every day so that he knows, idea. you know, kids need routine. They need to know that like consistency, that this is what we're doing every single day. And then they adapt and they'll be able to, you know, get structure. in that routine. Yeah. Kids need structure and routine. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Isn't it true that you're homeschooling uh, Big Lux right now? <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you. Now, let me ask you. Now, Sophia. I want you to. <clears throat> Chumahan has spoken a couple times. Yeah. And he's spoken about, and I'm going to go real deep on. Do it. Do it. What what <laughs> education is looking like. Yeah. And what they're trying to do with education in private schools. Yeah. I heard this a little big, bit. Of, okay. Oh, you did? I want you was to I full of shit? Episode. Was I full of shit? No, no, no. I didn't think you were full of shit. So, Juman, but... I want you to run by your um, your concept. Are you bias uh, to bring us up? Like they're trying to remove all the real history because they don't want anybody knowing that shit. You're not bullshit. And, like, yeah, on that, <sighs> I I heard you about that and about just like trying to make make everything either homeschool or private because they want a certain agenda and curriculum. Right, 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 right. I don't right. think that's bullshit at all. Yep. I I bring us accurate. up the topic but on I what also, is that think okay. that in public school where it's super limited to like what teachers can say and do and what they can talk about and what they can't talk about. You know, like I've watched a history lesson in a fifth grade class talking about. Um, what were we talking about? Slavery. We were talking about slavery, and it was so censored because, like, they're kids, so we can't tell them everything. And it's like, yes, to an extent, sure, when kids are young, there are certain things that you shouldn't tell kids or that they need to learn at a certain age. But, like, our history and, like, the horrible things that happen are something that, like, we could deliver in a manageable way for kids, and we choose not to Mm because we don't want to. Mm. Yeah, Mm. you know, so a couple of things. Number one is, I feel like public education, the powers that be in the last 
30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I'm just going to say it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Conservative. And I don't even actually believe these are con- real conservatives. Like when I yeah. think of a conservative, I think of somebody who's like, less government, you know, da-da. But there's this this part group of people called that call themselves the conservatives that are really into um, dismantling public education. So the yeah right the secretary of education currently would love to dismantle public. She's doing education. everything she can. Yeah, and <clears throat> as a result, right, mm-hmm. they have restricted funding so that mm-hmm. these public education jobs do not pay well. Yeah. Right. And so you can only get two types of people in that situation. And by the way, it's not a free market system. Mm-hmm. You get two types of people in that situation. And two types of people are people that are very dedicated like you, mm-hmm. right, who have a higher purpose mm-hmm. or people who just they can't get a job anywhere else. Right. And this is like where they're going to go and, and maybe get summers off. Yeah. Right. And so in my mind, I was like, you know, the 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 Constitution and the founding fathers uh, thought public education was so important that they said, that is uh, an entitlement that right. every 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 citizen has mm-hmm. a public education. Yeah. yeah, right. So they know they can't fight against that. So they've tried to do everything they can to water it down. It should be that it's such a high paying job for what you do mm-hmm. that you have the top people competing right. for it, and there's not enough space. Right, right. Which, so a lot yeah. of the even like some of the best people can't get in because the best is in it because yeah. the best is going to make 600000 a year on mm-hmm. this. And we could afford that, actually. Yeah. That could be afforded. Yeah. Okay. Also, you make money off people. Like, you, what, every dollar you invest in education, they say there's a $7 return. That's a big fucking return. That means if you actually put in the time and have kids educated and go on to college and do careers, that, like, there's going to be a return for that. But, like, we're not putting in the effort. We don't have the money. We're not putting in good teachers that'll do that. So... It's so true. And on top of all of that, Mm -hmm. that successful, highly educated, high performing students from those successful, highly educated, high performing teachers are going to go on to create industry that is successful and high performing that is going to go on to pay taxes. Yep. Right. Exactly. And you're going to actually get a bigger return. Yeah. That's how that works. That's the flow. Right now, <clears throat> part of the problem is, and as you know, and I, so you have that aspect going on. So once public education and the standards for public education mm-hmm. are watered down enough, then history, the actual history, yeah, gets rewritten or whitewashed or or just plain not talked about, right? And you start developing these class system or these classes of kids. Who mm-hmm. don't know what really happened in history. Yeah. And then that's how on some level you can get into a situation where a young professional minded lady mm-hmm. who's going to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Right. Would be shocked to see that there are people in her generation that are racist. Yeah. And are illogical. Yeah. And can't believe it. I was in a bubble, you know, just as they're in a conservative, you know, Republican bubble in alabama to say like i was in a bubble here i was not exposed to all these things that were going on in our country from what the seat that i sat in it seemed like we were we had moved past those things or things were getting better being in santa monica going to sam ohio being in this place that's like super progressive and open and accepting even though it isn't all of it like there's segregation even within my school you know so um yeah it's interesting that and education plays a big role on that that we weren't just not taught everything that we maybe needed to be taught and so now allowing covid to spread and i believe Mm -hmm. creating a climate where there's school shootings in public schools yeah 
I believe is part of an effort to uh, devalue public schools or make it a dangerous place or to f- further disrupt it in favor of homeschooling. Yeah, mm. parents don't want their kids there because they don't feel safe with their kids there. Right. right. And yeah. I think that now we're at a place in the pandemic where it may very well be that we're not going back to the way it was right. in public schools, that buildings and those kinds of gatherings might not uh, return. And, uh, you know, my first thinking on this, Steve, when I talked about it on the show was that, you know, we've got to resist that. But now my thinking is after actually just today, listening to Birdie talk about what she's doing mm-hmm. right now, which is kind of tutoring and working with other. Now I'm realizing Birdie has a huge opportunity, not just tutoring the kids, but tutoring parents, mm. educating parents mm-hmm. on how to homeschool. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a huge <clears throat> as a cons as a as a consultant, as an educational consultant. Mm-hmm. Right. And if she needs to step in to take over for certain lessons because the parents have to work or, or they may not be working, but they may just need someone to come in and explain to them. This is what the setting uh, has to look like or should look like in order to maximize and minimize um, the distraction and then this is the attitude or you know one of the ways to strengthen the concept of focus it's actually not forcing the kid to stay on the thing even though they feel like it's actually letting them have a break and then coming back to it realizing that no matter what goes on during the day eventually you come back to it mm. so that uh, uh, I think that that's actually a very good idea and I think now I'm sitting there and I'm thinking that maybe the future of public education now is not going to be going back to schools and having a teacher sit in front of 22 people. Maybe the future of public education is people like Birdie, who are paid by the state a lot of money to go and do house calls on a regular basis to help parents understand education and to give parents more choice in their picks of textbooks so that ones that are more history, Wow! right? And to really help and support, and then, you know, for another cost, right, to work. I like this guy. I'm, I'm developing, I'm <laughs> I developing love it. I love a little it. bit of a business model here. Yeah, yeah I love And then it. another cost, uh, you know, working directly with the children, or she could set up her own pods where she says, this is the birdie pod, and six, six students max, right, because that's the perfect blend. And now we're approaching a way, and maybe the savings on buildings, we sell all that off or we rent it out, do it for something else for the state, and maybe the savings on not having to deal with facility problems mm-hmm. can go into jump-starting the program and paying people like Birdie, who are consultants, a higher fee, right? And rearranging, and then saying, you know what, public education no longer has to be physically in these locations. Mm-hmm. We know the districts are... Uh, online, mm-hmm. and we can have every once in a while graduations or meetups or whatever we want to do, actually. Yeah. But for the most part, it's driven by mm-hmm. the parents who know the kids plus the consultant who's paid by the state right. to make sure certain standards are met and to maximize efficiencies and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And that's the future of, of public education. Sophia don't sound convinced with that. No, she's saying that, yeah. Um. No, I think that in a perfect world, that sounds like a good idea. I just think that that's not like that would be something that would be privatized. I think as the service like that would be privatized, that's not going to be accessible for everyone. Not everyone can afford to be 
uh, that involved in their child's education, which is not a fault. If you have to work, you have yeah. to work. Um, and I don't think everyone's going to have the funds to do that. Yeah. And I just think that would, again, it's kind of, that's what's happening right now. And it's the kids, the people or the parents that have the um, comfortability Burden. to yep. put their kids in a private school and have a tutor come, like, are going to be able to do that. But I have friends that are teaching in schools right now in Alabama where 80% of their kids live in trailers or their, and their parents work all day. You know, like, I just don't think that's something Let that can be Let me ask you a couple questions. I'll ask you a couple yeah, questions. Yeah. And you just, you just answer these questions. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Who established the Santa Monica High School? How did that come about? I don't know. Well, where does the money come from? For I mean, the government. The schools are government-funded things, so I'm going to assume somewhere along the line, uh, the government was like, okay, we're putting a school here. This is the district. I mean, they zoned the district out. They were like, we're going to have a school here. Right. But I don't know who. So if the government can zone a district out in the real world, yeah, the buildings, yeah, and if the government can hire the teachers, mm-hmm. right, why can't the government then switch that system to the one that I just described? It's a public system. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a public system, can it just take a lot? Because that means every kid then has to have internet access a yeah. com- and a computer. Go ahead. Right. So and that's already two things that not every kid has, which they should be. That's like very easily something that should be funded by the government that every child has a computer yep. to use at school and to take home. Agreed. And then if they would have to have um, internet and a place to do it at some kids are homeless some kids are coming from their car i had a student that was living in their car the rest of the week that was coming in every day so how are they going to have a computer and internet mm. you know so i just think it's a aren't some really kids coming to school idea. to get to eat too right it's like it's a really good idea but these kids need a place to go I've, and i believe that that changes education education have kids knowing they have a community to go to but and this is what i'm saying yeah I'm saying we're at the precipice of we ain't going back. Things have changed so much, Mm -hmm. we ain't going back. There's just no way. And again, that's why I think it's going to be privatized, because I think the people that don't want to go back won't. The people that need it and saw it as a good thing will come back. This is why, Birdie, I'm promoting the idea that people who care about education Uh agitate the governments to make it all public. Yeah. Don't let private take over this opportunity. Private's taking over this opportunity right now because yeah. everyone's already in the default mindset that, mm-hmm. well, it's going to be a lot to change. You're right. Kids need a place to go. You're right. I just think I just don't like I think Zoom schooling and online schooling is doable and possible, but I don't think it's the best for children. I would not continue to have kids going to Zoom online like that's going to be detrimental to their social and emotional mm-hmm. growth. Mm-hmm. Is going to be gone if you're right. So I just don't see that being a good thing for everyone. And like I'm waiting for the day and hoping for the day that we can all get back in the classroom because that's where kids need to be. That's where teachers need to be. That's the best way to educate kids is to be together. You're right. And I'm not saying that it's got to be on Zoom. Yeah. I'm saying you're the consultant that goes in place. You have pods. Yeah. And the pod could be physical. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is we're not going back to these giant institutions with 18 classrooms and a lunch break. Yeah. That's yeah, not how to do it smaller for sure. If it's like a, I get what you're saying. If it's more like a small scale thing and there are still like districts and then you just send out, you would need more teachers, right? Yes. If you're going to do it small. Yes. Yeah, totally. It's totally doable. I just think the online, I'm not down for it. If yes, if your thing is to have small pods and then you have also consultants that come and you have yes. resource specialists that come yes. and help certain things, then sure, of course. But again, that's just private school made public private schools all are no, smaller no. places they have more resources like they are in smaller groups the teacher the parents have more control and say over what the kids learn this is why we have to change the default thinking of the average educator 
you're saying you're assuming that it's private. That's private school public. Not true. Private school has taken the best of public and made it private. Right, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying so, we would have to reverse that and now it would have to be And that's why I'm saying it's going to take us to agitate. If yeah. we sit back and just see what happens, it's going to go the way you were saying. If we just let it go, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. People in your situation right now that are the young, up-and-coming educators have to organize, mm-hmm. get active, grab... Devos by the throat yeah. and say, we're not, we're not doing that. We're yeah. putting back, we're going to adjust public education to reflect what's needed now. We're not letting private take over this space. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. That makes sense. And Steve, I'm, what do you I say like about that? that? Boy, man, I just, I just think it's, uh, I think that there's a lot of right to both of them. I yeah. think, uh, I agree. I think that the aspect, listen, I agree with off the top that the computer screen thing, like, that's a temporary fix, but that right. can't be good. And the same reason that parents make you get involved with sports. It's like you learn from... Uh, I believe that some people learn more from interacting yeah. with people than they'll ever mm-hmm. learn in a classroom. I'm just the facilitator you know right. to the learning. Right. Like, the learning is happening all the and time. And I think that some of the online stuff, and not that we're all talking about, and not, certainly what you're not necessarily what you're talking about, Juman. Right. But the flip to this online is more of this by yourself, away from everybody, mm-hmm. computer screen, pushing you further, further alone, you know? And I think that, like, I think just in trend, I think people are going to, people want personal experiences. We, yeah, we're being held back by COVID. But before COVID, I think people were already on this trajectory of, like, they wanted Agreed. personal experiences again. Agreed. Like, they wanted special. They wanted interaction. They're getting sick of that. And so I think we're sub suppressing 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 and now it's happening in education and i think that we've already been showing how fucked up being in front of this fucking computer thing screen computer for hours and hours and becoming dependent on that is not serving us so i hope that we go back to it uh but it in, in a better different. way it might, yeah, they look it very will different d- look different but yeah i want to get back to so it. if anybody wants to hire you mm-hmm. birdie yes. to tutor how mm-hmm. do they get in touch with you well, so far it's just been word of mouth. Okay, right now, so, so who do I talk to? <laughs> I mean, you can talk to me. But, right. <laughs> but, Sean, show, uh, show Birdie a picture of my daughter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be, but yeah, it's been word of mouth. I don't have like a, if you're referring to like, I don't have like a website or anything. Oh my goodness. Look at that. So Look at that. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Eat Look at up. those cheeks. Eat them up. So eat cute. Eat her up. Eat her up. What's her name? Tigra. Tigra? What does that mean? Um, it's from a one hit wonder hip hop group. Um, we're the girl the the girls, the girls that like to go boom. We're Tigra and Bunny and we like the boom. And we just thought Tigra sounded like a very strong name. Uh, and so we went with that. Nice. I mean that was that's really it. Wait, that's so yeah. funny. I've only heard that song on TikTok. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like a very popular audio used on TikTok. Uh, It's so funny. Yeah, let's see. When you started saying those words, I didn't. Let's see if I can find it here. Yep. We like them smart. Yeah. You daughter know. From TikTok though. What happens? How about the ones we especially like? Which one? You know the ones with the cars that go. Oh my God! He's doing it again. 
What? <laughs> that's my that's a Tigra's uh, theme song. Right I here. love it. I love it. She was born with a theme song. She that's was lit. born that's with a theme tight. song. It yeah. was me and the posse with uh-huh. the but I'm gonna tell her, you better not act like these girls in the song. <laughs> Well, you didn't set her up too good then if you named her after that. No, I'm sure she'll be great. Yeah, anyway. Maybe one day, maybe one day Sophia will be teaching both your kids. Who knows? I sure hope so. I would uh, consider that an honor. Yeah. Not that far. Yeah, I was going to say, not that far in the future. It is an honor. For you to have me on this day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It will be an honor. Masculine. And right. may your first child be a masculine child. Bird, um, yeah. uh, I, I'm just so glad you came down. I know you were a little bit nervous. We have to do a food show with Bird. Yeah. I mean, we tried to. She's big time on. She, she knows her shit. Yeah. What's your favorite? For hours. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> What's Sorry. your favorite place in Santa Monica to eat? Um, I like Scopa. We went for my birthday last year. It's this awesome, like, Italian, L.A., like, cuisine. It's so it's legit, fucking fire. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like traditional Italian, but then like with an L.A. Vibe. What's your yeah, favorite vibe. sushi place? This little tiny hole in the wall place by our house called Hamakaze. Hamakaze. It won't be to, a little hole in the wall anymore. No, it's right yeah. next to Maxwell's, which is like a staple in Venice, like a little yeah, breakfast place. place and good. it's right next to it, and no one ever knows it. And they have the best, best fish and like spicy mm. tuna. Just like really good quality food. Ooh, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. That does sound good. What's the worst food? What's your? What's the worst? <laughs> the worst? Come on. Don't be like that. What's Arby's? The worst? <laughs> I was going to say no. Um, no, there's no, honestly, like, there. I don't have a place that has bad food because I don't go places that have bad food. <laughs> I'll <laughs> so, tell you that. You understand right? that? Right? Like, I've never What's gone... the worst thing you've ever eaten that you tasted and you're like, oh, that is just crap? Oh, my goodness. It's, you know, I don't like pate that much. I love bon mis and I'll eat on there, but, like, pate, like, on a charcuterie board or just with, like, crackers, not for me. Like, uh, pate, gras. liver, yeah, like, that's a little uh-huh. a little too intense for me. I yeah. agree with you. <laughs> like, uni, too. Like, it's just that really rich, like, min- like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen. <laughs> we got to get educated today. And we talked about some education. We talked yes. about a lot of things. We talked about we're everything. all lifelong learners. That's like our number one thing with teaching is we're just inspiring people to continue to want to learn forever. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's my daughter right there. That's all there is to say there. Thank you, Bird, for coming down. Thank you for having but me. But you got to do us something a favor. You got to like promise you're going to come in again. Sure. We if may you want to hear what I have we to say, we may need to have Stop you in here. It. Stop it! Stop hear sure. that? Come on, of course. I just I don't like to I like to talk to people that want to hear what I have to say. What? I like to talk <laughs> to people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Sophia, you got something to tell the people about going out and voting? You better go fucking vote and vote blue. Vote oh. blue. I have no problem putting a very firm stance on my political views. I like right. that. Yeah. That's it. Well, we're part of that team right here. Yeah. And uh, we're going to say, as we do about this time, what? you got any? Make sure your ballot, your signature on your ballot matches your driver's license or it won't be counted. Just going to throw there that out. There you go. Good, that's good, Sean good. Just made a Sorry, weird that's thing. like a really important <laughs> thing. It's just voters. Right? Yeah. So make sure good. it matches Thank your driver's you. license. Perfect. Listen, I want to give a shout out to J1987. Instagram, I want to give a shout out to Juan Ma. Uh, you know who you are. Uncle Bob, you know who you are. Games with a Z, IG, you know who you are. Fidel, <laughs> you, can you. Castro. Hey, what's that smell? Fidel. 
Fidel. <laughs> All right. Uh, big shout out to you and big shout out to. Hey, guys, if you want me to shout you out on Instagram, they didn't ask this. I'm just, they constantly hit me up with what they like about the show, what they don't. So I'm just giving them some dap. But, dude. Uh, some of your names, I don't understand what the fuck, how to even say it. Alex Com- Tomkey, all right, whatever that is. Jorjito, St. James Sense, Grace Cecilia, Bob the Builder, Calco5522. And I want to be- give a big shout out to somebody on Instagram called Stephen Lucky Luciano. I don't know who that is. I am Jennifer Suzette, that farm life. Uh, dude, Sean Lewis, what is up with your Instagram picture, bro? That doesn't even look like you. Yeah. Which one? Look, have you noticed that? Yeah. Did you look at that? Look at that. You look like a weird fucker. You can't fucker. even see it himself. Yeah, he's wearing a hat. He ne- hardly, I don't know. What are you wearing? It's a mask. Oh, you look It's the mask, but it's like lifted up. Tell him about the uh, law firm. Ovando Bone LLP. We wear braids to court. We wear braids to court. So MFers know that you're represented by the first founding fathers. Of this he, country. he may or may not be armed with a stone weapon. In his, <laughs> in the, in yeah, yeah, yeah. May or may not be armed with obsidian. You got the uh, builders? No. Executive producers? Dude, he got blown up. <laughs> Do you want to give a shout out to any? Oh, Sean, uh, listen, hey, we're doing a Fiverr. It's called Sean Fiverr. Uh, he may, you know, depending on the amounts right, he may. Uh, uh, drag his junk all across the keyboard, yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, five thousand bucks. Salmon, 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 salmon slapper. <laughs> salmon slapper. Listen, let me, let me, let me jump in and just give a shout out. Uh, Supermax Hardware launching uh, October twentieth, ten days from now. Uh, Vibes Rolling Papers, uh, Cookies. Shout out to Esteban Oreo and the Soul Assassins. Everybody in the city of Santa Monica, California. Keep tuning into the Hard Luck Show and keep your eyes open for H2K. Hey, hard to kill. Is there any chance that we can get like an Esteban Oreo um, uh, exhibition match between uh, Robert Standish uh-huh. and Sean Lewis with headgear? Absolutely. That's Sean, easy. would you do that? Yeah. Yep. Okay, right. we'll, we'll get that going. How much do we need? Yeah, not hey, a lot. send me money, man. Let's get it going. I, we'll cover the whole fucking thing. Adios, amigos.